Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Before we start, Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee! Oh, you ready? podcast welcome back to the attitude of aggression podcast and for one day and one day only it's a friday but the sunday segue is back and alive for one show that's right the tricast has returned i am your commissioner and the commissioner yep can't hear you of the americas we might be screwed this this show and I'm also joined I'm by the, the man, the, sci- the scientist with many technical difficulties today. We're not even going to let him uh, talk. I'm just going to keep introducing people. It's him. It's his him. It's DPP. Also of the DWI podcast, the phenomenal, the funky, and oh-so-fresh AJ Belaz. AJ, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. Surviving Excellent. the heat and trying to get by all the days of the week. Can't wait to get into some Fatal 4-Way trivia hosted by A.J. Belaz. Mr. Dave Ungar, this is also the Attitude of Aggression podcast. I know you're feeling the heat. We hope. I know you're feeling. We hope it's going to be the Attitude of Aggression (laughs) That's all up to you, big guy. (laughs) I know. I know. I got to actually get off my ass and release something. That would be be something (laughs) novel, but why the fuck not? It's SummerSlam. You know, I, I do every, I do everything else. Bandwagon nerds, pot is war, but my own podcast? Ah, fuck you. You know, I'm not going to mess with that. Why Why bother? I mean, all I can really do is, like, really beg Kenny to just come out of retirement and be a permanent co-host with me. At least that would keep me honest, you know? And speaking of the TriCast, it is the one and only, my main man from across the pond, the former host of the Sunday Segway. What, a, what an amazing wrestling podcast that was. The new host of, the da- of DadCast, right? Yep. He's the yep, one yep. man with apparently half an Instagram now. Old Slapnuts himself, Kenny Killa. Old Slapnuts is in the building. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I am here. <laughs> From across the pond, back in the airwaves again with you boys. Tricast, have, have to represent all day, every day for Sunday Segway Wrestling Podcast. And Dave, you never know. I might uh, take you up on your uh, offer for uh, you know a one-off every now and again. Dude, if anybody could be a worthy substitute for old Gator, God rest his soul wherever he might be, it would be Kenny Killer. Oh, Gator. <laughs> That's a, it's a funny story. We were sitting around the other day with my wife saying, you know, it's funny. I just realized this using modern terminology. Gator ghosted us, you know, and she's like, "That's exactly what he did. He ghosted us." So Right. Maybe oh, he's he somewhere. Th- he's he's somewhere where Gators lurk. You know, maybe wherever he f- that might be. Maybe he found the. Maybe he found the right woman with that ass. Yeah, I was thinking God. the same thing. 
you know, what I was thinking is we couldn't even get away with Team Dadass in, by modern standards, man. We would get in s- too much trouble. Yeah, that and is, that was uh, that was such a great part of the show, and now it's just like, ah, uh, that probably uh, wouldn't, that probably wouldn't work so well. No, no, I don't. Maybe no. <laughs> All right, folks, we are having, well, we had some slight uh, technical difficulties, thus the old intro, and we might be missing a few sound bites, but everybody here is drinking today, so I want to go around the horn. Happy Friday to everybody. This this podcast will post Saturday morning. That's when you're going to listen to it. Uh, We're going to be doing trivia. We're going to be doing an NXT TakeOver review. We're going to be doing a SummerSlam review. That's what we do for the TriCast. Biggest event of the summer, SummerSlam. You got to have some drinks to do it. I'm on the old Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. American IPA, absolutely love this one. Uh, Kenny, I seen you showed up with a with a nice brew there. And what you drinking? Yeah, I'm there with my um, American brethren. So I've got a Bud Light. Oh God, I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I tell you what, it's like it's dirt cheap over here, and I just thought, you know what, it's on sale. Let me just pick a four pack up real quick because I can just drink this all in one time. So there you go. drink the whole pack. All right. So, yeah. There all you right. Go. Shout out to the St. Louis. Uh, Brewers there, uh, Anheuser Busch. DP, what the hell are you drinking today? Uh, you'd be surprised. I'm kind of old school going. I got a Captain Cardi Black Heart Black Oak. What is it? Oak Heart Rum. Oh, there you go, Oak Heart. Yeah. Uh, with some Coke in here. Um, doing a grab bag of those small little bottles that we've had forever sitting on our top of our uh, our bar top shelf. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm cleaning them out, so I'm just going to drink them all. Um, it's a random grab bag. Starting with the with the old cart. We'll see what's next. He's taking out the eight year. The eight year. <laughs> so AJ, AJ, what's like the desperate? What's the whiskey that your brother told you tasted awful that you're going to have to drink today? So for uh, everyone that wants to listen to it, the uh, pot is war that is on the Chairshot Radio right now on the website. Andrew was drinking some Canadian whiskey that was in our pantry, wherever. Yes, he was. I can vouch for this, folks. <laughs> and uh, he's not a big fan of it, even though it is half gone. So uh, I guess I have to polish off the other half tonight. But uh, yeah, I'm drinking some Canadian age 12 whiskey and uh, some Coke. I think it's because I mentioned Canadian missed him on the air. And then he said, what the hell am I drinking this shit for? And that was the end of it. So you inherited <laughs> it. You get it, AJ. It's all you yeah. Buddy. Yeah, I was literally told, no, you got to try this. It was awful. So, just like any other guy. Oh, it smells awful. You have to take a sniff of it. All right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> why do we Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Anyway, after a long day of work, Dave, what you drinking over there? Long day of work, dude. It's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon here. Uh, I've, I've got, all I did was I took a purple monster energy and I threw some Smirnoff in there. And there I said, go. that's good enough for me. It works. Hey, probably tastes fantastic. All right, we're going to go to a commercial, and we're going to come so back. Dave falls over. Like liquid sex, <laughs> oh, man. <yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> and we're going to come back with some fatal four-way trivia and more shenanigans. You can bet your ass. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
must be trivia because I need a fucking beer. Uh, so as always, the I guess now permanent fixture every week. We got phenomenal funky facts, and I don't think I've ever had four contestants on here before. Hmm, uh, this should be interesting. Dave, Dave has been the only other contestant besides PC and myself, I believe, right? I believe yeah. so. And such a pathetic showing. No wonder he doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I'm pretty sure I haven't answered a question right in about two months, so it's cool. <laughs> Which is a far cry from my performance on Kenny's trivia, where we did quite well. <laughs> beat the yeah. clock. That was a shout out to beat the clock, man. I used to love oh, that shit. Uh, who was the yeah. who's who held the highest? Don't score? even get. Yeah, don't even get. Don't even start. I'm so, I just <laughs> I just thought maybe you remember who who was the, you know. Come on, Barry. Pat yourself on the back a little bit. There you go. Well, he, he's going to keep patting himself on the back because last week he did win. Now Kenny's here, so it, it The chance you guys change. got is not a... Uh... Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, since you're new, Kenny, and you don't know the rules yet, it's simple. I'll ask door number one, door number two, or door number three. Two of them are going to be wrestling questions. One of them is however I see fit. Could be another wrestling question. Could be sports, movie, whatever. But hair, I'll, hair products. I mean, look at look at AJ. I mean, right. you know, it could be I hair missed, products. Just the long hair, though. From what I heard, from what I heard, the points don't matter, but you can trade him in for butt chugging lessons with his brother. I butt chug salt water all the time. This is weird, kind of Chuck E. <laughs> Cheese tickets kind of thing you got going on, but we're here. It, it's one way to get him on the show, but. I asked I'll, Andrew if he could imagine butt chucking Canadian club, and it, you know, that's just a scary yeah, thought. Um, I'm, I'm uh, not even enjoying it. So uh, trivia. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's not enough liquor in there for the world. I'll that. take a, a, a third, a fourth, and a fifth sip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna finish it after and refill it after a trivia. But so I'll be nice here. All three questions are gonna be wrestling. I'll let you guys know that. But it's gonna be really difficult, especially for Tunny over there. Oh, Total BS. So, Kenny, door number one, door number two, or door number three? Which one do you want? Go for number three, brother. Alrighty. So, this one is going to be a Hulk Hogan question. Yeah, brother. That should work, DP. Give us some Hogan. Yeah, is. Yeah, is that one? No? Is that the answer? Yeah, brother. <laughs> no, it is not the answer. Well, I don't know about that, dude. Because <laughs> so, I already said it's a Hulk Hogan question, and it's going to be difficult. What was Hulk Hogan's finisher in New Japan? Ooh. Oh, you got, you got to write it down. You do got we, thirty seconds. Do we have to know AJ, the actual? Brother, do we have to know the actual? Do we have to know the actual name, or can we just tell you what it is? You can say what it is if you can give me the name of it. I'll throw bonus points why not i'll give an extra point uh, if you can give me the game i don't know the name but i'm pretty sure it was this well by pretty sure i mean like 45 percent sure oh that's right I'm trying to DP, think of what it was dp usually has the jeopardy theme doesn't he yeah i could play i could try and play it we'll see if it works so here you go yeah, no it's not no, working yeah, there you go I'll, that I'll, sounds great to me i'll tell go. you when the time's up we'll go like this all right, enough. All right so, so <laughs> 
It's about 30 seconds. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other? By we the just time find I an answer song. We're making do today, Time's folks. Up. Time's up. All right. Let's see them answers of, of what people think it might be. Honey says a bear hug. I said the same thing. Oh, really? I Big Dave like... also says bear hug. Leg lock submission. Right. Kenny, what, 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 what? It started with an A. It started with yeah, an A. Yeah, axe, kind of axe bomber. I thought it was an axe bomber. Kenny, the only one that got it, the axe bomber. He didn't write it down, though. That's horseshit. You gotta show it. <laughs> he just wrote it down right now. Uh, he didn't. Come on, honey, don't even, don't even say the total BS now. This is total BS. What kind of move was the axe bomber? I don't even remember. It was that Larry. This is crap oh, because he's already he's ahead in time. He did this six hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Bill and Ted's. <laughs> Speaking of, that's, that's coming not... out. That's not how time works, brother. Gotta watch that. Oh, all about that, dude. Uh, Big Dave. All about that, dude. What's up, dude? Door number one or door number three? Try to avoid the zonk. Let's go door number two. All right. Make a deal. There it is. So, uh, so I know Tony's gonna hate me for this next one. Don't already, worry, it's not TNA related. No, I already hate you. You're fine. Christ. <laughs> it's, uh, WCW related. Can you tell him what I held the record Almost for, though? Bad. I held the record in a WCW question, so you can go to hell. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Lance Storm. Oh. He changed a lot of the title names. Seriously? Uh, but the one that stood out the most was the WCW Hardcore title. What did he change that to? I I will give points if you can do the acronym for it. Oh, boy. Because uh... <laughs> he, he changed... It was the United States, the Cruiserweight, and the Hardcore that he changed the names of, and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got an answer for you. <laughs> is it just gonna say fuck you? Nope. <laughs> okay, wait a minute, I got it. Oh god. We need some kind of music. Here comes the money. We can't save it. Here we go. Money talk. Sure, I guess it's trivia underground now. Here you go. No, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, rising from the dead. We get <laughs> to start the match. This is this is good for trivia. <laughs> Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. All right, everybody oh, ready? Jeez. All right, I'll get. I'll give. Here's my answer. This is total <laughs> BS. <laughs> All right, uh, Dave. Mine lamest... is the lamest fuck title. There you go. <laughs> laughed as he laughed. Come on, give it a shot. Canadian yeah. title. <laughs> the US wrote, at least a legit guess. <laughs> I wrote Ontario Backyard Brawl title, but I think it's actually Ooh. something to do with like Saskatchewan, some something, something. 
Well, none of you got it, but Kenny, you're you're right. It does have Saskatchewan in it. Oh my god! It was the Saskatchewan Hardcore International Title, abbreviated. Shit. shit. Yeah. Um, damn it, that's right. So we were kind of cl- you were right there. You had shit. Your uh, answer, Tony. That's got to count for something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, it's don't so give him. I had the S. I even no. abbreviated. I even abbreviated the S. Give him. You should get at least like a tenth of a point for that. All right. Wait, no, no. I got a half. I said Saskatchewan, but I didn't write it down. No, that's that. That's the thing. You got to write it down. <laughs> There's so many times where Tony is like, "Oh, it was this answer, wasn't it?" I wrote down like Randy Orton, but it was really Triple H, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Delete. All right. Delete. All right. I'll, I'll be nice since I did also mention the other titles. Since I said Landstorm held a bunch of them. What did he name the Cruiserweight Championship? I'll give the redemption points if you can tell me what the uh, Cruiserweight title that he changed little, it to. The little guy title. <laughs> well, write it down. This, this is the oh. redemption. This is the redo. Oh. Win- a Winnipeg <laughs> washout title? How about, <laughs> let's just go with some Canadian bullshit here. The uh, Toronto Titty title, maybe something like that. I don't know. Oh, God. You can write it down. Like, come on. You can't just, like, throw out guesses. It's something those so Those obscure. aren't really guesses, AJ. You know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he, he decided to rename all of them, and all of them are hilarious, in my opinion. Uh... uh. I'm shaking my head. I'm like, what? I'm not even going to try to redeem myself with this shit, Kenny. So don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so is Tony just going to put down this is more BS? The mini, the Manitoba International. What the fuck does that? N- no. Not, not, not tall. What the? Not tall. No, you didn't even get it. Not even close. <laughs> I tried. Uh, what did I put? I put the Nova Scotia middleweight title. Oh, I think that's close, actually. DP, did you uh, did you want to gander a guess or no? Uh, so all no. of them were wrong. <laughs> it was the uh, Canadian under a hundred kilograms championship. That's a bad I acronym. That doesn't so, that doesn't spell anything. No, it doesn't. I didn't say it was an acronym. I said, what did he name it? It's almost. Cunt. I go back to answer number two. <laughs> I go back to answer number two. Right here. Right here. Uh, this is total BS. All right, all right, all right. All right where's, where's Billy Butcher when we need him, huh, DP? You bunch right. of cunts. Damn it, you cunts. <laughs> Dave, you should have been here last week. The Spice Girls reference was actually the opinion question. Oh, God. I'm glad I, I, glad, I'm glad I missed that, actually. Oh, the man. Spice Girls. I would have got that shit. <laughs> Ask him the question. I, is it I Ginger need, Spice? I need to make sure. I need to edit that out. Ginger, of what what solo titles did Ginger Spice come out with? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What, what were the three solo albums that Ginger Spice came up with? Oh, that's oh. not actually one of the questions. <laughs> yeah, Major, you kind of sounded like Carl Urban there. I try. <laughs> I, I, I've been told, but it's uh, passion, schizophonic. And scream if you want me to go faster. And all of them will make you bleed in the ears. Your fucking ears bleed. 
Is that is that is, is that your English? <laughs> <laughs> it's dog shit, I know. Nah, nah, nah. It's it's more. It sounds more up north. It sounds more up north. <laughs> if, if you're not familiar with the boys for uh, Carl Urban, that that's what he sounds like on the show. So that's what uh, I just imitate. If you're not familiar with the boys, you probably need to be. So yeah. So uh, so the last question for reals. I'm gonna be nice. Price is right rule. So someone's gonna get oh. answer and get a point. How many world titles did Jerry the King Lawler win? Where world titles? In his entire career. Oh, world titles are just all titles. So all the titles that he has won. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna be nice. Price is right rules. Whoever's closest without going over. Because remember, some of the territories he held a lot. Yeah. Are we considering that world titles? Like Smoky Mountain is a world title? Or we call it world titles? Or heavyweight titles? Or heavyweight title. Okay, that I can. Then I'll change my answer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Went from 40 to 41. Oh, it went from zero. It went no, from no, it went from zero to an actual number. Actual like he's never won a world title. He's never won a world title. He called it a world title, but fine. Ch- the t- titles that said heavyweight and whatnot. There. Yeah, I'm keeping it. Man. All right. I, I guess just let me know when everyone's done. I guess. Twenty-two from Tony. DP says twenty-five. Kenny says uh-huh, nine. Dave's nine. Does it not say not? Does it nine. say nine? Okay. Yeah. I got twelve. So uh. Oh, it's close about going over. Yeah, DP one. DP one because it's one hundred and forty. He won that Memphis title so many times. He won the Memphis title eight times oh, with wait, others. Oh, I said nine. I said one twenty-two. Oh, one twenty-two. <laughs> uh. I that thought you meant like, right. uh, yeah, you didn't read mine right either. Like championships. Like, I didn't total BS. Well, All right. Total BS. Everyone's think... saying total BS. Who's the winner? Who's the winner? I think Kenny. Answers. Kenny wins. Yeah. Phenomenal funky facts for this week because he actually said Axe Bomber and wrote it down. It's <laughs> <laughs> my uh. obligatory ELO head shake. Yeah, we just confirmed. You won't see Kenny for a while again, folks. That's been trivia. <laughs> I also find it Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Was that the home improvement theme? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> I, I handpicked both of the songs, the intro for the one, two, three kid and the home improvement theme. Nice. Ha- had to make it a little, uh, you know. Yeah, we did get that over here. All right. We got a couple of things to review. And I want to start like this, just to refresh everybody's memory. You just happen to kick a football every now and then, and all of a sudden you feel like you're really, really important. Of all people to say that to me, that I surround myself with super talented people, and that's the only reason that I was successful. Whoa, whoa, you're a psycho. Whoa, whoa. We didn't say Jesus. only reason. Uh-oh. We said 
It's main reason. Main, okay, okay, main reason. That's and, exactly what you're saying. And since you just kind of took a little jab there at my profession, that have I have you been taking jabs at me this whole show? No, 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 no. no. no, no. I was the player of the decade at my position in the NFL. I being a punter. So although I was surrounded by good people, it was just me and a ball. And, and Pat, guess what? I was the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. And guess who did that all by themselves? Oh, that's right, me. Did it all by myself. Now, don't believe that. We've watched the takeovers, Adam. The Undisputed Era is the main reason why you've succeeded. But by the way, smart. That's good business. Hey, that's business, baby. That's very smart. Well, and especially for you, because, you know, you're kind of small. (laughs) We're going to go with the size thing now. Fuck you, Pat. Seriously, I'm sick of your shit. I come the whole way here. Take time away from my family to come to do your stupid fucking show. And you're going to continue to disrespect me. Don't touch me. Whoa. Whoa. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Get out of here. That's my favorite part of the whole damn thing. No, fuck you. Get out of here. Fuck you. Uh, You left off the best part where he says, hey, he's got colitis, man. You know, that's the best part of that whole thing. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, God. All right, so that's where I want to start our NXT TakeOver review. And I want to start with Kenny. It looked like... Preview, buddy. I got to correct you. It's preview. Ah, I've been drinking. It can be whatever we want it to be. (laughs) Kenny. I'm just trying to... I'm your quality control PC. That's all. (laughs) Well, you're fired. Um, (laughs) Jeez. Kenny. It it looked like you knew every word from what was going on there. It seems like you're really into the storyline. Haven't gotten your thoughts on this yet. How are you feeling as Pat McAfee enters the WWE ring and not only against anybody, but Adam Cole, probably the best NXT wrestler over the last 14 to 18 months? So um, Pat Pat McAfee as a, as a, you know, um, a a character, a guy or whatever, you know, on the commentary, I always thought he was, he brought something different to the table. So when I saw the the angle, I say angle, because when I first saw it, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know whether it was an angle or not, because I heard swearing and stuff. I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? Like, and then as time went on and they started mentioning it on TV, I knew obviously this is angle and it's going somewhere. Now, Pat McAfee on the mic is absolute fire. Where the hell has this guy come from? Like literally, he's he must be he's obviously a fan and he's been studying this 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 stuff. He has to be studying this stuff. If you're gonna bring a guy like Pat McAfee, which McAfee, which they've obviously kind of um noticed that he can talk and he's probably able to go a little bit in the ring, you need the safest guy possible to do that with, and that's gonna be Adam Cole. So Adam Cole is now put in this situation. He is the best guy to react to something like this. So NXT just gone. Pat McAfee's in the ring, brings his guy with him, guys with him, made me think a little bit about kind of old school WCW, Mongo McMichael and all those kind of guys coming in the ring and Word. stuff, um, Lawrence Taylor and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's cool, man. It's cool because I don't think we, it would have hit the heights that I think it's going to hit if Pat McAfee didn't go in that ring and just, Adam Cole said nothing. He said nothing. And he let Pat McAfee have the stage. The guy just reeled off line after line after line which made me think is this guy actually ad-libbing is is you know has he got lines or what um so he has helped this interest he has definitely helped this interest um i think the punt at first was a bit like a bit silly because i don't think um you know um snaggle to keith um kevin dunn caught the 
um, all his minions caught the, the caught the production right with the with the kick. But um, our, any, everything after that has been good. The the social media, the you know the um, the comebacks, the the in ring, and it just I think it just sets everything up for Saturday. And the go home was perfect. Face to face, I'm going to kick your ass. Adam Cole gets the last word. Perfect. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree a lot with what Kenny said there. Uh, Pat McAfee, surprisingly adept on the mic. We'll see if he's surprisingly adept in the ring as well. And, you know, if, if he shows up and he does a good performance, then, you know, I imagine we'll see more of him. Who knows? But, um, you know, I think the biggest the biggest aspect of this whole thing has been to flip Adam Cole face. And we've said this before. I've said this on Pata's War. We've said it here on DWI or, or whatever the hell attitude of aggression somewhere in the back archives who knows but that point notwithstanding uh, yeah I think I think the biggest thing has been to and I, and I like the move of switching Adam Cole from uh, from heel to face you know the, of course the big question we have is undisputed era where are they a lot where's their alignment are they also going face are they staying heel does Cole break away from undisputed era to basically you know, shove it in, in Pat's face. Say, oh, you think I can't do this shit on my own? Let me show you. First, I'm going to kick your ass, and then I'm going to kick everybody else's ass. So I, I, you know, at first I was critical of this because I was like, why? Why would you do this with Adam Cole? I mean, there's other things. He could be challenging Drew McIntyre instead of Randy Orton for the, uh, for the WWE Championship. But I get it now. The more that this has gone on, I get it. This is a, a perfect vehicle to take Adam Cole to the next level, popularity-wise, uh, you know, if he is a a Shawn Michaels clone, which a lot of people have said, then this is the next step. This is following Shawn's progression almost to the letter. Start off as a dick, have the, you know, gain a lot of respect as an asshole, but at the whole time have the undercurrent of the fans who love you with the whole Adam Cole baby. Shawn was the same fucking way, if you remember, and now this is the next natural progression. Okay. Now we're going to turn you face and let you run with this thing. You know, what Cole does need is he needs an antagonist like Sean had, like Brett was. And maybe there is somebody out there like that. But this is the next logical step for Adam Cole. I'm looking forward to seeing. I, I think it's almost as important match for McAfee. He's not going to win. But if he looks good, and like Kenny's saying, with his promo skills, hey, you know, maybe maybe they've got something here. I just don't want him to show up in the ring and get, like, like that one punter in the Pro Bowl when Sean Taylor just annihilated him. You know, I don't want him to be like that, you know, that sort of thing. So as long as Pat shows up, puts on a good performance, I'm all, I'm all in to steal some shit from AEW. But I'm all in, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think he's going to win? Who? McAfee? McAfee? Oh, hell no. Not a chance. Oh. Come on. Come, oh. on. If, if, come on. If you want Adam Cole to get over as a baby face... I mean, and you think you think uh, Wrestling Undisputed Era could turn on Adam Cole? Here's the time. Here's the time to do it. Have McAfee and some minions just beat down Adam Cole, you know, to the inch of his life, and get him even over it more as a babyface. I, I could I could totally see McAfee winning this thing. If this was WCW, I'd agree with you, but I don't <laughs> think I don't think that's going to happen here. But Vince Russo isn't walking through that door. David Arquette isn't walking through that door. <laughs> AJ, um, what do you? Mean, I, I do. I do like what DP's saying. That that does create some some unique um, options. That if if the undisputed era aligns behind Pat McAfee, then we've got a whole new faction that Adam Cole has to go. And maybe that's the antagonist you're looking for. 
But um, I don't know. I'm AJ? still going with Cole to win this thing. AJ? I absolutely love this match. And for the past few weeks, I know I've been saying, I've been watching the Pat McAfee show, seeing what he's saying. The day after that NXT, he continued the shit talk. He continued to promote the match. And I don't know if anyone's seen him actually, like, train inside of a ring because he promotes that a couple of times and I know it's on social media but he's doing moonsaults he's doing a perfect vertical onto the top rope without slipping or falling like this he's getting in the best shape for this match against Adam Cole I want McAfee to win because I'm biased I'm a McAfee fan I've watched him for a while but him on the mic perfect him with all the training that I'm seeing like him actually doing perfect moonsaults standing moonsaults flips and taking perfect bumps everything I absolutely love it I want him to win and I agree with the undisputed era probably getting in Adam Cole's face like you got so distracted by this and you lost to a punter of all things after 400 days of uh, the NXT championship you lost to an NFL punter and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly have a history against each other from ROH ROH, New Japan all over the place so what better way than Kyle O'Reilly to take the helm of the Undisputed Era and just basically tell Adam Cole fuck you Kenny give us our last thought here on this match I was just going to say there was in my head there's like two things that can happen um, NXT need to kind of do something like outlandish and different and bring something different to the table. So there's two things that can happen. One is what you guys are talking about um, with the Undisputed Era breaking up. The only way I think that happens is if Cole says, look, I need to do this by myself. Now, I don't need you guys. Like, I need to do this by myself. That's the only way because otherwise it would just be like out of nowhere. It'd just be like ran- super just random because it's not like there's been any infighting or anything. Like, you know, over this lockdown period, literally they've been trying to do everything to help each other. So it'd just be a bit kind of backward. But and the other thing is if McAvee loses, right, and he comes back with another wrestler, to deal with Adam Cole because Pat McAfee is so sick on the mic to quote uh, Shane McMahon this is sick this is sick yeah he's the literally he's been so sick on the mic I think he could be a manager like I literally think he could be a manager um, that one's more far-fetched but I think maybe you know maybe you're right with the undisputed ever breaking up who are you picking Kenny Cole or McAfee I'm picking Cole Dave Oh, uh, I thought I thought I was clear, Tony. I'm going with Adam Cole, man. I'm not I'm not going down DP's path. I'm going Adam Cole, baby. AJ. Uh, I know that my name is actually Adam, and I have done the Adam Cole, baby. But uh, yeah, no, for the brand, Pat McAfee. Let's do it, Cuzzo. <laughs> DP, sticking with Pat McAfee. Sticking with McAfee on this one. I'm taking McAfee as well, and I think this is the beginning of the Undisputed Era breaking up, as in the other three guys are going to cost Adam Cole the match in some way. Let's move over to something Kenny, I want to touch Kenny, on. Who would you take? You took, you took Cole, right, Kenny? Mm. So yeah, me, yeah. And you, me and you on an island. <laughs> Just the way it should be, buddy. I got you, man. Got you. 
We'll be sure to fly over a few times without seeing you. So, Finn Balor. <laughs> wow. Finn, That's Finn, Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher, this really seems like a throwaway match. Does anybody see any significant storyline or boost for one of the other guys coming from this match? Kenny, you, you seem, you know, perplexed by my thoughts. It's not be it's not it's not been announced now yet. Yes. Yes. And I think and I mean and I don't mean it's gonna be a bad match, but I feel like throwaway in the fact that we just had Finn Balor possibly being in the ladder match which I think everybody and their mother thought he was going over Dream on Wednesday because of everything that's been happening. And I'll just say this. Judge not lest ye be judged, and where there's smoke, there's fire. Thoughts briefly around the horn on Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher. I think I think the thing is, uh, everyone kind of gets on WWE about lack of consistency and callback and stuff, but this is actually a callback. Like, this is actually a callback. So, fair enough, Timothy Thatcher's going to get his revenge. I think this could be a decent feud. And I think the reason why it kind of feels like it's it's a bit like abrupt is because it's probably going to go into something decent. So I think it's going to be a really good match. I do like Timothy Thatcher. I think he needs to kind of bring out the um, the Thatcher's Thatch can stuff a bit more in terms of training, change things up a bit. But I think the match is going to be good. I think it's going to be stiff. It's going to be like New Japan stiff. So yeah, um, I think yeah. I, I but I I I think um, I'm. Are we going to do predictions now? Do you want sure. me to go with my prediction? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, we both got Thatcher. I think, uh, 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 yeah, I think Finn Balor gets this one. What? Uh, you just fucking yeah. put over Thatcher and why it was going to be... Okay, I'm going Thatcher. Dave. God damn it, <laughs> Kenny. First you come on here and you win fucking trivia. Now you for, can't agree with me. For, You're drinking Bud Light. It's great to see you, though, brother. You look good. You sick? For a, ma- <laughs> for a match with absolutely zero build to it, this one has the potential to be a show stealer because... You've got a, a really good contrast of styles. You got Thatcher, who's the catch as catch can wrestler, the grappling base. Finn isn't known for that, although we know he can do that. Uh, I think the contrast of styles will lead to a really good match. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be a show stealer, but I'm I'm not sure about that with uh, Colin McAfee and all that other stuff. But I'm I'm with Kitty. I think Finn wins this thing. I don't think you can have Finn have too many setbacks in NXT consecutively. Or then he starts being booked like fucking Raw again. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, he's losing all the time. You don't want to do that with Finn. You want to keep him up near the top of the card. Thatcher can absorb this loss. I'm going Finn Balor for the win. Yeah, I mean, I think wrestling-wise, this looks like the best match on the card for the talent that they have. And when you have Finn Balor in a match, I mean, it's it, it can always steal the show because Finn Balor is just so damn good. And Timothy Thatcher has obviously proven in, in the last few months or so that He's a really good wrestler, and he's really good at that that style of fighting and what he's done with, uh, you know, in that that fight cage or whatever they called it, uh, was just awesome. Fight pit, yeah, was awesome, and I, I hope they do more of that. And I, I do, th- I think Finn Balor is going to end up winning this thing, but help, but making Timothy Thatcher look amazing even more than he's already looked. Um, but they continue to kind of make, they've been making giving Finn Balor these wins. And in these uh, takeovers, and him kind of just making the other guy look really, really good and helping put him over, but yet still winning the matches. So I, I think Finn Balor is going to end up winning this thing. Timothy Thatcher will look really, really good. I, I do wish, you know, Kenny, they, they maybe hopefully do more with him because I, I love what they're doing with him in the in the Thatch as Thatch can uh, bits and all those segments are really fun. And I think like him and and I've I've been. I've been touting Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch for so damn long that I want them to be like a new faction and get up on the main roster possibly and have those guys 
uh, be a group because that's just some fun wrestling between all those guys. So I got Balor going on this one. And uh, Tony, I believe you need to play the song all by myself for you because I'm also <laughs> going with Ballard. All by myself, don't wanna be. No, that's all you got. <laughs> right before we get copyright all strike. All by um... myself. <laughs> but um, the, I, looking over this card again, and I'm not taking away from anyone else on the card. This will be match of the night. Thatcher's really, really fucking good. So is Balor. But for WWE, and uh, I will full-heartedly admit it on live radio and whatnot, I'm going to steal from Andrew and say they don't know how to build technical wrestlers. They are always dumb where it's like, I'm going to put you in a choke and like a sleeper hold. I'm just going to flip over and then one, two, three. Like that, we see that so often in the WWE and it's like, but my... My hold was supposed to beat you. You were supposed to tap. No, because we've seen that with freaking... Uh, uh, God, Shayna Baszler. We've seen that with Ronda Rousey. For some reason, I'm going to put on a submission hold. You're going to get pinned in like a roll-up or something. But it, this should be a good match. Thatch's Thatch can versus the real rock and roller. It's going to be a good match. It's just... I don't have faith in how they're going to end it, is my thing. All right, yeah, I, I, and AJ's got a good point. Ever since Roddy Piper, or Brett did that to Roddy Piper, they think, shit, that was so great. Let's break it out all the time. It's like, well, that was Bret Hart and Roddy Piper, guys. That's why it was so great. Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai, not so much. Yeah. But you guys keep rolling with it. Samoa Joe and any number of people, no. Stop it. So let's transition over into the five-way ladder match for the vacant North American title, which I don't really agree with what they did there. I think they should have found a way to legitimately get that off of Keith Lee. That's here nor there. I like the participants in the match. I kind of brought up the fact that I think everybody, like, just shake your heads. Was everybody pretty surprised Wednesday that Dream went over Balor? It kind of thought, like, this is the perfect time to kind of, no, Dave, you say no. So let, let's get into that. I mean, why, why are you, you, you know, I, I don't understand there what, what, what the deal is. I said on, well, you were there, Tony. On Pod is War, what did I call this match? I said, this is NXT Breakout Tournament 2. And that's really what this ladder match has turned into. It's a lot of young talent. You got the thick boy, Bronson Reed, out there. Uh, he ended, NXT ended with him with the title, so you can eliminate him from the equation. Because if you stand there with the title on the go-home show, you ain't winning on, on Saturday, that's for sure. Winner is uh, not you. Yeah, the winner is not you. <laughs> oh, um, great shout I, out. I nice. I wasn't surprised that, that the dream... I mean, I know of the dreams going through a lot of shit and a lot of allegations and things like that, but but I, I just didn't think Finn needed to be in that match. They want to showcase some of their... And dream, I don't think you can really call them up and coming, but in a ladder match environment, I, I and we've seen what Velveteen Dream can do in a ladder match. We've seen what Finn can do. I, I would give the edge to Dream in that environment, just based like you know him jumping off the top of that ladder in New Orleans. I still have vivid memories of that. Uh, you know, I don't. Gargano is solid as well. It's going to come down to probably Damian Priest or uh, Cameron Grimes to win this thing. And, and as much as I don't like Cameron Grimes and he annoys the shit out of me, he's my pick to win this thing. I, I think he ends up with the North American title. I don't like the guy, and and I think that's the point: is he makes you not like him, and that's what they're trying to do. He's just do this it right then backward yeah. exactly. 
He's You're supposed to need to heal. Backwards ass redneck hick who's out there just Fucking stealing wins chest. from people. Yeah, stealing wins from people who deserve it, making me hate the guy, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's that's all right. That's great. Uh, Grimes, he's he's solid in the ring. Uh, I could see Damian Priest winning this as well, but I think this is Cameron Grimes' time to shine. I think Dream is there and Gargano's there to to stabilize things while these other three younger guys really get a chance to shine. I think Bronson Reed's going to have a strong match. He's just not going to win. So I'm going with Cameron Grimes to win this thing. It's your boy, Cameron Grimes. Take it to the moon. To the moon, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I also agree. Cameron Grimes taking that one down. I agree with everything um, uh, that Dave said. The fact that it's about Damien Priest and, and Cameron Grimes the, uh, and Bronson Reed. They're going to find a way to get Bronson Reed over. He's the big guy in there. He's going to, you know, everyone's going to take bumps for him. He's going to do something nuts off the ladder. I think he's going to be the breakout. I think Damien Priest, I think they want some, you know, uh, some more light shone on him um he will get the shot after i think um the next shot one-on-one with 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 uh, cameron grimes cameron grimes got too much character not to win this not to win this title man like he need, he needs this right now i think one of them needs it so i'm going with cameron grimes yeah if you want to if you want to uh you know just turn that dial up on cameron grimes's heel character to 11 you give him this title right now and let him just boast the ever-living hell out of it and you're just going to hate him even more which is exactly what you want and he's just he's playing that character so well i feel like this was probably like james storms spot if he would have stuck around and not le- left because it's like it's it's his character basically um so it's kind of it's it's neat and he's doing a really good job with it and i, I love what he's doing and i, I got him i got grimes as well for you <laughs> so uh, I, I do think he's going to come out with this thing um, I, yeah, I agree with everything. Gargano's probably just just the guy there to to keep the peace and keep everything on level and and control everything. And Dreams just you know can do the crazy spots and stuff like that. But I, I don't see him coming out with the win with everything going on. And it's going to be yeah the the Bronson Reed Priest and Grimes show uh, for the most part. And I yeah I like Cameron Grimes coming out of this one. I I, I do think Damian Priest has a good shot at it. And uh, but I, I like him better, you know, moving up to the NXT title picture. I thought he's doing a really good job, too. And they need some bigger guys to go against Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, So he'd be a good fit for that. So I, I like Grimes taking the North American title here. Ouch on the it should be James Storm's spot being the NWA representative for chair shot. Ow. Jeez. Well, well I'm not wrong. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, I agree with majority of what has already been said. I loved Cameron Grimes back in... I'm sorry, Tony, I'm going to give you a heart attack and say back when he was in TNA as Trevor Lee. <laughs> as he just shrugs it off. Um, it, I know he can go in the ring. I've seen him in Ultimate X matches. I've He can go. He's perfect. Gargano's there as the veteran, more or less, in NXT, making sure everyone's elevated, make sure everyone looks good. Velveteen Dream, I don't... We all don't think he's going to win because of all the BS around him that's going on. But he's going to have a good showing. Bronson Reed's going to be the big guy that everyone's going to take the shots on and, you know, like, sandwich him with a ladder or, like, bury him in metal or whatever. But I'm not going Cameron Grimes. I'm seeing 
the future for Damian Priest. I think it's his time. He can also boast a little more since he had that feud with Keith Lee with the whole Billy Club hitting him and attacking him. It's like, see, I took your title. I know you vacated it because you were scared to face me. I, I can see that happening. Cameron Grimes is a good pick, but for me, I think it's it's Damian Priest's time. I think the punishment is due. I'll just say this. This match is <clears throat> for, for Hunter and the NXT brass that are controlling the storylines and moving forward. This match is the complete opposite of painting yourself into a corner. They have so many options here, and don't rule out them giving that title back to Velveteen Dream 100%. So just, I, I mean, I, you didn't think he was going to win. Is that your pick? I, he didn't <laughs> think he was going to win the match to get in it. I mean, don't rule it out there either. If I had to pick someone, though, I'd pick Damian Priest. I think they'd like to see what he can do with a title on his uh, around his waist. You want you the last? You have to pick somebody, Tony. God damn it. This isn't like hedge your bet moment. You know, you got to pick somebody. <laughs> well, I also liked old Grimey and Bronson Reed. And don't rule out Johnny Gargano. Hey, let me ask you guys this. Oh, this before, before I'm picking this everyone match. but Dream, is what yeah. Tony just said. No, basically. I said, no, <laughs> if I picked, I'd pick Dream. Before we leave this match, let me ask you guys this, though. Because I, I said this on Pot is War the other night. Mm. As far as takeover ladder matches go, I'm not feeling this one as much as in the past. Do you guys, are you guys there with me? Well, there's so much bigger talent in it, right? Like, you would feel it if it was just Gargano and Dream. Those are two guys you would expect to have a great ladder match. But you throw Priest and Grimes and uh, Bronson Reed in there. Sorry, Bronson. And, and you kind of get into the old Otis can't even step on the first step kind of thing. Yeah. yeah all right. No. Yeah. It's Here's like what having I'm... Kevin Nash in a ladder match. Oh, God. All right. Yep. That, oh, that, God, that, 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 that pretty much wraps up God, that no. right there. So, all right. I need to take a brief break and come back and get some last thoughts from the one and only the man, the myth, the legend. Kenny Killa. We'll be right back. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got the one and only, the one man with a half an Instagram, Kenny Killa, formerly Sunday Segway, and of currently the Dadcast, which I know is doing well, doing a lot of events and everything else, you know, uh, giving people some information on what they need to be doing parenting-wise, and just kind of listening and bonding with other parents as I've been checking that out. Kenny, I want to run down, uh, do a real quick lightning round on the matches that Dave, AJ, DP, and myself are going to continue to review. I know you're on time constraints. It's always great to see you, my brother. We love you. Uh, continued success with everything you're doing. Uh, hugs and kisses to the fam, and uh, be safe over there across the pond. So let's run down real quick NXT that we got left and SummerSlam. Your brief thoughts here, and then I'll let you plug everything you got going on, and we'll get you out of here. And, and thank you, brother. I love you. Um, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. 
Um, Io Shirai, uh, Dakota Kai. Um, I, I think this is, again, it's going to be a really good match for Dakota Kai and um, uh, Raquel, um, Raquel, what's her last name? Gonzalez. 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 Um, but I think it's going to be, uh, I think Dakota's going to be a bit short. It's going to be a good cheering for her, but she's going to be a bit short. I think Io's going to, um, I think Io's going to prevail. It wouldn't surprise me if, if um, Io loses, but I, I, I'm going with Io. Brizango taking on Lorcan and Birch, taking on Legado del Fantasmo. Triple threat, number one contendership for the tag titles. Well, I mean, Lorcan and Birch are the ones that you think would have a really good match with, um, with uh, you know, um, uh, what's, their, what's their name? Um, uh, uh, what's, their, what's the team's name? None of us can I, think I of it either, or we would have helped you out already. Yeah, <laughs> um, Fabian Eichner, sorry, and um, and um, oh, Imperium. Imperium, Imperium, Imperium. Yeah, so we know that they're going to have a really good match if they win. But I think um, a lot of the Fantasma needs um, a bit more spotlight. Uh, obviously, we see um, you know um, Santos Escobar getting some spotlight, but I think the other guys do need that. So the other guys are going to win. I feel. We got uh, Keith Lee carrying cross. The main event for NXT TakeOver. What you feeling here? Man, this should be Brock Lesnar, John Cena, SummerSlam. Like, I'm just going to just run for you. Like, literally, I'm just going to run for you. Um, it's going to be all me, and I'm going to be dominant. Um, I think that Keith Lee is going to go up to the main roster, um, and I just think they're going to continue to keep... They're going to continue to keep uh, Karrion Cross strong. So... You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it goes long, but at the same time, I just feel Karrion Cross to make a statement and just run through um, Keith Lee. Uh, but I'm going with Karrion Cross anyway. He's going to take it down. Um, some people might say it's a bit quick, but I think they want to get all the titles off off of Keith, get him that title quick, get it off him, get him up to the main roster. I mean, if that's what they're going to do, I, I love that. Let's slide on down the SummerSlam preview match. Mandy and Sonya have had quite the week. And one of them's going to lose their hair on Sunday. Dude, what a build. We're talking about WWE. You know, people will say, you know, the lack of consistency and that, you know, there's been no build, no no, no storylines. They've been building this for a while. And they've made it fit like Sonya. What a massive improvement, especially on the mic. She has been fire on the mic. And I think she's been carrying Mandy uh, with her. So I think um, the intensity of that beatdown just sold it for me because that felt almost real you know what i mean like so um but i think ultimately sonia's hair is going because mandy has taken some ish man so i think uh yeah uh sonia is gonna lose mandy's gonna win hair is gone um yeah not even any uh head and shoulders is gonna work for that man i think they have to scratch the storyline where retribution kidnaps sonia and mandy before this match let's move on dominic mysterio Don't taking go there tani too Don't soon go there comedy is just tragedy plus time we've got some time dominic mysterio <laughs> taking on Seth Rollins in a street fight, Kenny. Another one. Another good build. It started off hokey with the eyes and stuff like that, but it's actually 
you know, Seth Rollins has grown into this actual feud with the help of Dominic Mysterio, who has been really, really good, I feel, you know, as a guy who's not, an, uh, ev- you know, a, a, a character that's been there, you know, a, a, every week. He has excelled over the last couple of weeks, and I think he's earned his contract. Um, the Kindle Stick beatdown was vicious, and that's what it needed to build this match, so I'm, I'm glad with that. I think Rey Mysterio gets involved. Um, I think ultimately, though, I don't think Dominic should win. I think Rey, I, I think this is ultimately going to go to another Ray and uh, um, a Ray and Rawlins match where Ray actually ultimately gets the revenge on, on everything that's happened. So I think Rawlins is going to go over. I hate when you come on the show because you always sound so much smarter than all of us on what you're predicting. <laughs> Let's talk about Sasha and Bailey both defending their titles in separate matches against Oscar. Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, MVPs of this lockdown period. MVPs of this lockdown period. Without them three, you'll just be bored. Like, Bailey has just literally grown into that character so much to the point where I'm like, I want her off my TV. She is doing what she needs to bloody do. Sasha, she's just amazing. She's needed this time with Charlotte and Becky out of the way. She's needed this time. And she, for me, is one of the best women's wrestlers in that company right now alongside Asuka. So um, I'm looking forward to this match. I would rather this than have, say, you know, um, one of the other women facing, um, you know, Bailey for, for that title. Um, what I think, though, is going to happen is Bailey's going to go first um, and Bailey's going to win with the help of Sasha. But Sasha's gonna lose, and um, without Bailey actually helping her, and then you're gonna start seeing the the the, the you know the um dissension, and the dissension will happen again at payback. So for me, I think Bailey's winning um by some you know shenanigans, uh, dusty finish, and then I think Asuka's gonna win the Raw Women's Championship. It's hard to argue with that. I mean, they could go once again. It's another storyline of the opposite of painting yourself into a corner. Let's talk real quick. Uh, Street Profits defending them tag titles against your boy La Sambra and Angel Garza. Oh man, this is hard because they're both. They're all of them are my boys, you know. Um, but I feel that it's definitely the time for um, Garza and Andrade. Um, I just like in their character, and um, I think literally they've been building this up for them to have that that title. So I think they're going to go over. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Thoughts on this? What's going on here? And then who comes away with it? Oh my God. I hate this feud. <laughs> I hate this feud. What, like, what is WWE doing? Why are they trying to do like um, a double turn when there's no fans? I don't get it. I don't get what they're trying to do. I really don't get what they're trying to do. But um, yeah, uh, bringing Alexa into it, fair enough. But I just, yeah, I just think this is just too hokey, man. I just think this is just too hokey. I think the title needs to come off. Um, I think the title needs to come off Strowman. I, I just don't think Brain needs a title. I just don't. I, I just don't like the prospect of that. But I'm gonna go with Bray. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Um, now Randy Orton again, another MVP. I think he's come through so well in this lockdown period, um, especially with the with the matches with Edge, and they brought the, brought the punt back, which has you know made him even more better. Um, punting all the legends left, right, and center, bringing that legend killer back as well, which is cool. And but this is set up for Drew because there is no way Drew is losing that title before fans are in that building. They need to know whether. 
Drew is over. And the only way they can do that is through the fans. They really need to know. So I think he's holding on until fans come back so they can actually gauge what is happening. Um, but yeah, he will get revenge for everyone. Claymore, and I don't think Randy Orton sees it coming. I think that's the whole point of the SummerSlam. You can't see it coming, and you won't see the Claymore coming. So he takes it down. Drew McIntyre. Kenny, it's been a privilege for me, and I know I'll speak for the rest of the guys. It's been a privilege for all of us to talk wrestling with you once again. Your insight is is spot on all the time. You always know what's going on. You have such a wealth of, of podcasting history behind you. Uh, tell everybody what you got going on now. Talk about the dad cast and, and, and just promote the shit out of what you're doing. Um, that cast with the man them, um, you know, obviously with this lockdown period, it stopped us from doing certain events. We were doing um, our dad craft um, with the man them, which is um, um, a link with a children's scrap store where we, um, you know, give fathers the opportunity to come down with their kids and be crafty together, you know, and um, we have like a peer support element with it where we discuss loads of experiences that we've gone through as fathers um and you know share those experiences and help each other out so um we're gonna try and think of ways to kind of bring that back online before we kind of bring it back um you know in this physical kind of entity we're on the radio still every monday um at 9 p.m um gmt time you can go on to bcf bcfm.com to listen to us live or you can um, listen to us um, you know all of our archive stuff so you can listen to us uh, the next day if you want to but yeah we're obviously just bringing it to the airways talking about um, you know sharing our experiences talking about different topics um, and getting guests on so yeah you can catch us uh, on there if you want to follow me uh, you can follow me at Kenny Killer on Twitter also you can follow um, us on all the socials so that's Dadcast so you can follow us as at DadcastWTMD on all the socials I'm still about your boy's still about love to talk wrestling just hit me up anytime if you want me to be a guest um, on a show although I'm not running my own show anymore I am still available for bookings so shout me up you never know you might even see me on Cameo god damn it <laughs> Gentlemen, you co-host of the Attitude of Aggression, Kenny oh Killer, right? Here. Dave's making, Dave's making, Dave's making announcements. Making moves, making moves. <laughs> uh, love you guys, man. You know, you know, you already know what what time it is. So, yeah, love you guys, man. Anybody got last words for Kenny as he as he fades off into the sunset? It looks like him and the wife are going to go have a good time and have a couple drinks tonight. I mean, for me personally, anytime Kenny's on is is a great time. All bullshitting aside, I mean, we go way back, man. Five years now, way back. So uh, I know. I, I mean, anytime I can get on here and talk wrestling with Kenny, that is a great day. So thank you so much, my man. Take care of yourself. Stay safe out there. You know, who the hell knows when this thing will ever end. Make sure you take that Russian vaccine. That, I hear, helps a lot. So. <laughs> Mate, it's lasting yeah. another year. It's lasting. You guys got it bad, I think, worse than us. But it's lasting another year, man. I just, yeah, I can't see anything happening. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm staying safe, man. Yeah, yeah. It's always great to see you. Every time you're on, is is always just one of the best podcasts we always do. Is is when you're here. So it's just always great to see you. And stay the hell away from the Bud Light from now on. Yeah. Drink <laughs> some drink some Corona. Drink some Corona, damn it. It's not, their, not... Fault. it's not their fault, Kenny. It's like I got backstage heat. Like, <laughs> well, I'm like I'm trying to do what you're drinking on DWI podcast, and I'm like, send it over to Kenny with a bottle of beer, and I'm like, oh, we're going to get some beer from the UK or something from Ireland or Scotland or something. And he's drinking fucking Bud Light. I live in Milwaukee, the home of Miller and Coors, and you're drinking Bud fucking Light. Oh, God.
a pack of four is three pounds, bro. Like, that's cheap. I don't even know what the fuck three pounds are, dude. <laughs> hey, Kenny, we know it's cheap, buddy. We know it's cheap. We know it's cheap, it's cheap, cheap here, too. Over here, too. That means I lost. That means I lost four Bud Lights this week. <laughs> three, pounds, three pounds is probably about six dollars, man. All right, something All right. like that. That's <laughs> right. uh, For me, it's been a pleasure meeting you, actually talking wrestling with you. It's awesome to have you on, and especially since you took the title from Tony for the trivia. Oh. As much as he wants to say total BS. <laughs> eh, yep, Here we there. go. Um, but, just lastly, uh, I just want to say, uh, just thank you for thinking of me, guys. Always, just thank you of of thinking of me, keeping Sunday Segway alive. That is through you guys and all the other podcasts and stuff that you know. Um, the guys that I used to get on the show, you guys are keeping Sunday Segway alive by continuing to kind of mention your experiences on my show and having me on your show. So without you guys, Sunday Segway literally wouldn't continue. You know, kind of in the in the background. So thank you very much, guys. Kenny, have a great night. Yeah, Always great to talk yeah, with you. Safe. You know I'll be talking have to you soon. Everyone be safe. Enjoy SummerSlam weekend, brother. Yeah, you too, bro. See you guys. See you, Kenny. Later. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshop.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head all right make sure you go ahead and check kenny out on the dad cast you can follow him at kenny kill and find everything that's going on there let's get back to the rest of our nxt takeover preview mr qc over there got that one right i'm here i'm here for you buddy i appreciate it all right io shirai versus dakota kai dave what do you think here i i, I think it's you know there was no AEW this week. I got a chance to watch NXT exclusively. I don't think, as good as she is, I don't think Dakota Kai is ready yet, and I don't think that title should come off of Shirai yet. I agree completely. I don't think this is not the time to take that title off Io Shirai. Dakota Kai has made a lot of improvements. Raquel Gonzalez adds an interesting dynamic to the whole thing, but I don't see the point. In taking the the belt off of uh, off of Io right now, she's extraordinarily talented. Um, she's a grounding sort of force in, in NXT right now. As a you know, as whatever they're going to do with Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez. Now that to me is more interesting than Io Shirai and Dakota Kai right now is Rhea and Mar- Mercedes Martinez. I want to see what happens there. Dakota, like Kitty said, Dakota will give a good showing. She'll come up short. I think Io Shirai retains the NXT Women's Championship here. DP. Yeah. Yeah, Io Shirai is just, I don't know, she's she's just doing such an amazing job right now and is so phenomenal in the ring, and I, I agree. Like I feel like the, the story with Raquel Gonzalez in the background there is more of what they're building up to here of some sorts, and, and Dakota Kai is going to put on a great match and everything, but I, I just I don't think she's really got a shot here to win this thing. I think Io Shirai is going to continue holding this title for a while. I mean, I I completely agree with Io Shirai has been doing a great job with the NXT title. I love what Dakota Kai is doing, and I it she's really good in the ring. But I know that we say Adam Cole is a lot like Shawn Michaels, but come on, really? We basically have the female version of two dudes with attitude. With she Raquel Gonzalez literally calls herself Big Mommy Cool. So, 
I I can That's see it, I can see it going into you know like the whole WrestleMania 11 where it'll blow up somehow like Raquel screws up and then like a major takeover you know blows up and it's like all right we're gonna have Sean versus Nash I I mean Raquel versus Dakota Kai but no it, I want EO to have a good reign and drop it to someone that like really brings it you know and I completely agree with you Dave the Rhea and Martinez yeah that that's so much better going right now than just you know randomly throw Dakota Kai like oh she got number one contendership all right and that's not building that's just hey you got lucky and won a match so I'm, I'm going EO on this one as well looks like we're unanimous on this one guys Oh, did DP give, us, did DP give was, his thoughts while I was did. in the... Okay. We all did. He did. We all did. I, we, yeah. are, we are on it, man. I'm I'm trying to keep this train rolling for you, buddy. I appreciate it. I had to go PC <laughs> in the body. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Io Shirai, if you couldn't tell from the introduction of the, the I couldn't the tell. I couldn't oh, tell. Okay. Well, I don't know. How do you feel about Brizongo uh, versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and Legato Del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendez? I mean, if you want me, I, I agree with what Kenny said. I, I think, you know, look, who makes the best matchup for Imperium going forward? They're not going to put Brizongo over. Have they ever put Brizongo over? I don't think so. Uh, you know, from that standpoint, Lorcan and Birch have had many opportunities. That doesn't make any sense. Phantasma and those other guys. Yeah, I agree with Kenny. They, they, need, they, need, to, they need to be spotlighted. You know, the Cruiserweight Championship is fine and great, but they need something else. I think this is a good opportunity to put them over. They will give Imperium a good a good challenge. So I agree with Kenny. I think uh, the Phantasma Collective, whatever the hell they're called, wins this thing. Yeah, that's that seems to be the way it's going. I mean, Brizongo at this point just feels like they're thrown into these other matches and everything and are not relevant to a point of getting a title match they haven't been built up or anything really they're just kind of almost like the enhancement guys to make you guys make them make everybody else look good you know which is unfortunate because they are good wrestlers but uh and i i love orny lorkin and danny birch i I really wish they'd do more with them but i at this point yeah i have to say that this legato del fantasma group is the up-and-coming group right now with the cruiserweight champion and now giving the other two an opportunity to show what they can do and show off their talent and get a title match. This is this is a great opportunity for them. I think this is the right time to do it. So I got Wild and Mendoza winning this thing and, and getting a number one contender match down the road here. Before AJ finishes You're off... You're getting his... Wild with who? What? <laughs> God Whatever. damn it. Slippery one. Next wet. person that comes down the stairs. Oh, well, there's only one other person that's going to be in your house the rest of the day, so there you go. That's pretty easy. Hey <laughs> I'll put it to you this way before AJ closes out this topic is I would love to see a faction with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and Timothy Thatcher and Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable, right? I mean like and they just go out and they have the boringest matches ever and just dominate the shit out of people with their wrestling ability and, and mat style and things of that nature. I, I don't understand why they have never tried to do anything like that. It doesn't really make sense to me. That being said, I completely agree that, you know, Legato del Fantasmo 
is very much so beneficial more than any other group that's going for this number one contendership uh, facing another group in Imperium. So you're just you're furthering both factions, you know, AJ. Uh, no, we're 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 unanimous on the whole Legato Del Fantasma winning uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. I couldn't remember his name because I was thinking his TNA name is Zima Ion, but both fantastic wrestlers. I'm gonna give Tunny a heart attack or a stroke if I mention TNA one more time. I'm convinced. He's you the know, one talking about them abducting people and kidnapping them as an angle. But anyway. <laughs> But, uh, no, I completely agree. Brizango is just, like, the name that's there that's the enhancement talent. And Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch are good. Like, I would love to see it happen, but I, I think that the ceiling has not been reached yet for Legato Del Fantasma. Even if I don't really agree with how the match on NXT ended. But I, I feel like the only way that they can go is just up. That's, that's how I see it. And, yeah. I'm going with the whole Legato Del Fantasma winning. Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. As much as I like what Kenny's saying and would love to see Keith Lee on the main roster, I personally don't see Keith Lee losing the belt here. I'll go right back to AJ. What are your thoughts on this Karrion Cross keith Lee matchup? And how'd you like the kiss of death on Wednesday? Or was the week loved, before, I'm sorry. I, I did love the whole fireball with the, uh, with, with the contract, but... I'm with you on this one, Tony. I don't see Keith Lee dropping it. As much as I like Karrion Cross and Scarlet, I don't see him dropping it just now. Even with the badass, freaking frantic Metallica promo in the background, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one for me. I I feel like they did they're doing the same thing they did with the Fiend here and kind of putting themselves in a corner where you can't necessarily have Karrion Cross lose this match. So if you're going to if you're going to do some kind of you've got to figure out some kind of way to keep Keith Lee with the title if you're going to do it that way. Uh, maybe some, you know, but are you going to really finish your TakeOver 30 main event closed show with some kind of dusty finish or some kind of double count out or DQ? Probably not going to happen that way. So I got I figured there's going to be some kind of maybe they bring the fireball back in another in another oppor- in another way and have Keith Lee drop the title that that way. But I feel Karrion Cross is going to end up winning this thing as much as I think as much as I'd want Keith Lee to hold it for a little while longer. I feel like they've kind of put themselves in a corner like they did with the Fiend and Karrion Cross is going to they're going to figure out a way to have him get the title and, and run with this thing for a while. Wow, uh, this is a tough one. I tend to side more with a PC and, and AJ here that to me, it doesn't make any sense why you would put both belts on Keith Lee just to strip him of that within two months. You know, that, that to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I agree with what DP saying though, as well, that you really box yourself into a corner with carrying cross where if Keith Lee beats him clean, what have you just done to this monster that you've built up for several months? Um, on the other hand, there's a lot of people who want to see Karrion Cross get his ass kicked for the shit he pulled with Dijakovic in that one match, that Rocky Four throwback situation, that sort of thing. Uh, but me, I, I don't think it's time to take the belt off Keith Lee. Even if Keith wins this match, it depends on how he wins it and how close it is. If he barely survives, then maybe you get a rematch at whatever the next takeover is 
And at that point in time, Karrion Cross goes over. I would have rather seen Karrion Cross in the latter match for the North American Championship, to be honest with you. That would have been a perfect title to put on him at this point in time. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Keith Lee to win this thing. I think it's too soon to pull the belt off of him. I, I don't think he doesn't need to be at the main roster really until they've got fans back. Until Roman's back, everybody wants to see Keith Lee and Roman go at it again. I just don't see the point in bringing him up until you've got fans in those arenas. Keith Lee retains the title here. Round the horn, what's going to be your match of the night? For me, uh, it's going to be Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. I think uh, Pat McAfee is going to really show some people what he can do. I, I, I know he's so, so super serious about this, and I think you can tell by the way that Adam Cole has really put all of himself into this match and this matchup coming forward. I think the people in the back that know Pat McAfee and the way he can be and, and, and how hard he's working, I, I think they're really impressed. So I think there's big things for Pat McAfee in the future, and I think you're going to see a match with Adam Cole that you didn't think you were going to see. DP? I'm really I, I'm looking. That's the match I'm looking forward to the most. I think there's going to be a lot of surprising uh, things in that match because we don't know what to expect from McAfee, and I think we're going to get pleasantly surprised by what he can do in the ring. And Adam Cole is, like we said, the perfect opponent for that because he is that damn good. So I think that match is going to be great. But I think the match that'll probably steal the show. I'm going with Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher because I think that's. That can be just an entertaining match from start to finish. Balor's so damn good at what he does, and Timothy Thatcher's, you know, style is is going to clash so well. It's just going to be cool to watch, and I think they can put on a great, great match. Even though the storyline hasn't really been there or anything to sell it, I think if this is like the opening match, it could just really, you know, light up the show and, and start it off with a big bang. AJ, we'll give Dave last uh, last thoughts here on uh, NXT TakeOver 30. I, I'm obviously looking forward the most to the McAfee and Cole match. Fan of both. Love what they both do. But again, Thatcher and Balor could take the entire night. Like Thatcher, really good in the ring. The whole... I know we joke saying Thatcher's Thatch can't because that's what he calls it, but like the whole technical style along with Balor being charismatic, flying around the ring. It, it's going to be a great match. Probably near Brett and Sean levels, but I, I think the Thatcher-Balor match, even if there's no build-up, will be match of the night that night. I think uh, I'm looking forward to McAfee and Cole the most just to see what comes out of that, because I think that's got the most uh, the biggest ramifications. But as far as pure wrestling and what will steal the show, yeah, Thatcher and Balor are is likely to do that I, I think that lee versus uh cross is going to surprise some people with how good a match it is but i think right now thatcher and, and balor would be the one that i would look at as from a pure wrestling standpoint that's the match to watch tomorrow night all right folks next up SummerSlam preview thechairshot.com always use your head i love this one i gotta play it Chair Shot Network. Turn that shit up. Yeah, turn that shit up. We, we're in the midst of a TriCast. We had Kenny Killer on the show. Uh, Big Dave, this is also an Attitude of Aggression podcast. Uh, DP's we here. Hope. AJ Belaz. Dave, I, 
if, if you want, I mean, you can say no. If you want to, you, you can take over the, the, the question asking and, and run down the SummerSlam card if you'd like. You're, you got it, man. All I'm right. Just, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I do. I got, I got it. Right, got, you've already got it written out. All right. Money, all right. Man. All right. Did, Big Dave's just here so he doesn't get fined. Well, I didn't want to abduct the Attitude of Aggression podcast. That's all. So, speaking of abductions, we got Mandy, way, man. Man, Mandy versus Sonya. Um, comedy is time plus tragedy. There's been some time. Uh, yeah, I agree with Kenny. I think Sonya's losing her hair. I wouldn't be surprised if this match went either way. What do you think, Dave? I think everything that Kenny said is, uh, I mean, especially about Sonya really stepping up lately as far as her mic work. Uh, I, I'm curious what they do with the real-world events of the past week because how do you maintain kayfabe in a serious situation like that when everybody knows that Mandy was in Sonya's house when this fucking freak show was in there with her? So I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess Vince, being Vince, Vince is going to Vince. He's going to say, fuck it, we're just going to ignore it and go as business as usual. It'll be great. But I don't, I don't know if that's going to work so well. I, what are the odds? If you could if you could put down money, what are the odds that Retribution comes out and hauls these two away? I mean, that's a Vince move. Well, like like I said on Pot is War, we were talking, oh, they wouldn't do that. And I said, yeah, but you got to remember that this is the same guy who booked Dean Ambrose to turn heel the night that Roman Reigns leaves when he has leukemia. So nothing is beyond Vince as far as trying to go for a rating in a shocking moment. So, yeah. I could see you want to legitimize retribution. And I'm calling you want to it. Retribution the... kidnaps Mandy and Sonya and shaves both their heads. Yeah, or they kidnap Mandy and Sonya's got to go rescue her, and that is how they kind of realign. I could see them doing that. I think they would catch a ton of heat for that, uh, and maybe that's what they want to do. If that doesn't happen, I agree. Sonya wins this thing. Or no, Mandy wins this thing. Sonya gets her head shaved. Uh, you know, they kind of have, you know, like, I think they sit on Pata's War, Tony, if you listen to it, talking about the whole G.I. Jane comparisons. Sonya kind of embraces that whole thing. No big deal if she loses her hair. I, I do like the retribution thing. Um, you know, it, it would add a, a air of malevolence to them that is sorely lacking right now. So that would be good if they go down that path. People will be pissed. Let them be pissed. It's a good story. As long as they, as long as they don't do a shit show where they've got her tied up and all they're doing is asking her questions, then I'm gonna be like, "Come on, man, fucking that's ridiculous." So, as long as they stay away from that, hey. I I, I see Mandy winning this, Sonya shaving her head because you know the the Vince mentality, you know, oh shave her head, she'll be less desirable to the creepy guys that'll that'll find her house. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was bad taste. I'm not even gonna deny that. I don't even care. <laughs> but I, I do like the redemption uh, idea where or retribution, whatever they called the, the the hooligans breaking shit. Take both of them, like threaten them, and you know go full Saul with it. Like one of you has to shave your head, and the other one has to get the fuck out or whatever. I don't know. I, I it is a really good storyline. It's really compelling. And I'm pretty sure we all know Kayfabe is practically dead. It's been dead since I've been alive because of the Madison Square Garden thing. But, again, Sonya losing makes sense. She's the badass. She's the tough-looking woman that is, like, she can 
take on the entire fucking world if, sh if they actually do that. But I, I don't think Sonya's winning this. Maybe Vince will go with the idea that I go. I don't know. But it, I, I'm not putting past the entire freaking thing of like, yeah, yeah, we're going to kidnap them and we're going to attempt to shave both of their heads. But again, it's up in the air. Or, or could, before, before DP goes, could they do an angle where, because Retribution is already looked at as a fucking joke, where they try and j jump in the ring and abduct them and the two girls just beat the shit out of them. I could I'll, see them <laughs> doing that too. Here's, <laughs> before DP closes this topic, I'll booking by Tony. Retribution kidnaps uh, Sonya and Mandy, shaves their heads, and right before they're going to do worse damage, Otis saves both of them. Now everybody's a face. And after Asuka beats Sasha and Bailey and holds both belts, Otis gives Mandy the briefcase to cash it in to win both titles over Asuka. By Tony. Yeah, that is booking by Tony right there. There's a few problems with that scenario, but... Go ahead, DP. This just in. Uh, PC Tony has read the book of Vince Russo on how to book matches. Okay, bro. Because that, that, that was like five swerves in one. Holy DP, shit. DP likes it. <laughs> I'd say that's a thousand percent better than any storyline we've gotten in the past you know, six months, that's for sure. I'd take it. I'd take it. I'd enjoy the shit out of seeing that actually happen. That would make me want to watch again. Well, Vince is, Vince is listening. What are your thoughts here on the Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville match, though? Well, <laughs> and you know Vince McMahon loves to steer into real-world situations, you know, with especially that and, you know, Edge and Matt Hardy back in the day with Lita. He, he loves bringing the real-world stuff into this, but I just I can't see the kidnapping angle happening it'd be interesting and maybe Sonya Deville ends up being the leader of the of the whole retribution angle maybe or something but uh, I don't know I can't I just can't see it I can't see them digging into that too much but seeing that Mandy Rose already got a little bit of a haircut and you know Vince McMahon ain't gonna cut a blonde haired woman that he you know he enjoys taking a look at I'm sure uh, yes, I don't see Mandy the Rose. Land of milk and honeys, yes. Yeah. I don't see Mandy Just Rose losing. See that ass? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mandy Rose is going to win, <laughs> and it's going to be Shavia Deville, and she's going to start the whole new Straight Edge Society with shavehead groups. So you know, there you go. Sonya Deville like brings back CM Punk. CM Punk. From it's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I shave your head. Go ahead, Dave. I was just saying, it wouldn't be great if CM Punk was the leader of Retribution. <laughs> that would be the most shocking thing of anything that could possibly happen. You just blew my mind. Uh, I was about to say, I can already hear the internet just emptying their load off of that. <laughs> wow, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, oh, totally. Totally. Everybody would go crazy. All right. Let's... This funny looks down, by the way. Well, I... <laughs> I'm actually working here. Uh, Dominic Mysterio... Who I hear is going to be eventually Prince Mysterio and wrestle under the mask. So there is some interesting facts that Kenny brought up as moving towards another Rey Mysterio-Seth Rollins match. Dave, how have you felt about the storyline? What do you see this result being? I, I've liked the storyline a lot. I, I think, you know, you're looking for the right vehicle to get Dominic Mysterio integrated into WWE. Who better to work with than Seth Frickin' Rollins, really? And, and the whole 
thing has brought out of Seth. He he's gone to another gear, you know. Just when he thought, okay, this Monday Night Messiah thing is kind of tropey and stupid, then Seth kind of takes it to the next level with this whole thing with Mysterio. And yeah, the eye for an eye shit was dumb. We all know that. But this feud with Dominic has been good. They went medieval a couple weeks ago with the whole Singapore caning, uh, kendo sticking of Dominic. Uh, I've I've enjoyed it, you know. And for me, it's like, and I really. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, Seth Rollins is underrated as hell right now with the work that he's been doing, the whole Monday Night Messiah thing, the followers. He just continues to become a a, a bigger, you know, what, what I said was like when Seth was a heel before, this is a, a, he's reinvented himself as a heel this time around. This is not the Seth Rollins from 2015 to 2017, an entirely different animal here. Uh, with that being said, I think Seth Rollins goes over here. I think they want to build up to more shit with him and Drew McIntyre. You know, you saw the showdown on Raw in the locker room with Seth not backing down from Drew. I think that's got some more legs to it because um, it was Seth's loss to Drew that kind of threw him over the edge anyway. But I think this is one of those matches where Dominic wins even if he loses. As long as he looks good, he wins. He legitimizes himself. And then, yeah, I could see them doing Mysterio versus Seth next week at Payback. You know, especially if Seth, you know, beats down his son, then Ray says, "All right, you and I again, we got to do something crazy this time. How about an ear for an ear match? You know, maybe something dumb like that." But um, I think that happens at Payback. Seth is going to win this match, though. I, that's that's how I see it. So, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, it is August twenty first. 15 years since the whole custody of Dominic match from SummerSlam 05. I don't think we're going to see... Uh, never mind, go ahead. Wow, okay, I already know where you were going with that. Wow. All right, Um. anyway. <laughs> uh, I would Excuse like me. to see... <laughs> the, we're not going to see her, God, no. <laughs> but, uh... I would like to see Dominic try to get a little retribution for himself, where he looks strong, especially the... He's the leader. No, he's not. Shut oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, he, he actually shows himself. He proves himself a little bit. You know, he, he got the whole Tommy Dreamer segment where it's like, please or may I have another with the whole kendo stick with, that Sandman did to Dreamer taking how many, like, 30, 35 kendo stick shots from Buddy Murphy and Rollins or some shit like that. But I, I see him Thank getting you. a... <laughs> I see him getting a little bit of retribution on this, though. I, I see him actually going out there and actually proving himself. He'll probably lose. We might see a tag team match at Pay Battleground, whatever the whatever the next week one is, where, or whenever. Where hey, it's... Paylash? Paylash, background, who knows? <laughs> We've named it so many different things for the past two weeks, it's not even funny. Over the background? It's the battle... <laughs> o o over, the, over the background and through the woods. It's the battle back at Payground. Yeah. So I, I would actually like to see Rollins and Murphy versus the Mysterios. I, I would like to see the whole Prince Mysterio match... You know, he actually has the mask and everything. Maybe even throw back to the whole WCW mask and actually, you know, 
whatnot, show off a little bit of heritage and like history from Rey Mysterio, and uh, actually put on like a tag team match next week and show it's like holy crap, both of these like Rey has actually influenced Dominic a lot, and we all know Eddie would be smiling from above. I will say this. I've I've had this pegged all along. Rey Mysterio re-signed with WWE so that he could bring his son into WWE, and, and that's exactly what's happened. And I called that before it happened, and, and I think what better way to let Rey Mysterio continue the rest of his life not wearing a mask than to have a mask versus something match with Seth Rollins lose and tell his son that I can't wear this anymore and now it's your responsibility to carry this forward. An eye for an a, for a mask match? Is that what you're saying, Tony? I, uh, maybe maybe a baby for a mask match. You know, if if if, if, if it's late term abortion for Becky if if Seth loses this match. So Jesus match first. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's on a roll today, folks. He's on a roll. Oh. I <laughs> I like that idea. I like that. Dan, you like that idea? You, nobody <laughs> should be. Nobody should be for a late-term abortion, DP. Not that. I was kidding. Not that part of it. The passing of the mask. <laughs> the passing of the mask. We'll have a maybe a prosthetic eye on a pole or a mask on a pole match, <laughs> and that's what you have to do. But no, I like the idea of them passing the mask on to to Dominic, and that's how you get that him his his character that they're talking about here because. I, I love what they're doing. I, I don't think, yeah, I think Rey Mysterio isn't going to stick around for that much longer, um, you know, especially with one eye. I don't know which height, what you do. But how do you spell so, Mississippi? I, Dave, <laughs> I never can again. Never again. Miss P- P- I just realized something, Pete. That was Rey Mysterio's eye in Umbrella Academy Season 1, wasn't it? I, I haven't won. It wasn't I, Harold Jenkins. I have like fif- I have fifteen hours of uh, Umbrella Academy to watch between now and Sunday afternoon. Apparently, yeah, apparently you do. Get to it. Yeah. All I know is there's a guy who smokes to... a cigarette and his head is a fish aquarium. Apparently, Tony <laughs> is on fire today, isn't he? I mean, just trails of. You know, it's like a nuclear weapon going off. Anyway, go ahead. No, right? If only he won trivia. <laughs> we'll be right we'll be right back folks thechairshot.com always use your head Apollo Crews MVP how are you guys liking the new faction with MVP Shelton Benjamin Bobby Lashley I feel like once again Bobby Lashley just gets lost in the shuffle Shelton Benjamin's the one winning the 24-7 title and Lashley just comes out there says nothing uh, personally uh, Cruz has to go over here if you want to do anything with him and not rebury him Dave it, it, it just has to happen yeah I, I agree I mean Bobby Lashley should be it should be Bobby Lashley taking on Apollo Cruz for the United States fucking championship god we can't even get DP's bell to work yeah I can't today. hear this that just ter- it's terrible bring it again oh, louder put it up by the, yeah, louder put it by the microphone and do it Can you seriously not hear that we can't hear it Try now. Damn it! Every. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> that does That's terrible. But anyway, it's it's the thought that counts. 
So it's a thought that counts. But hold I, on, I mean, hold on, why? Hold on. Oh, that's there horrible. That one needs to be farther away from you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, why isn't Lashley going out? Why are we doing this with MVP? Who gives a shit? Let Lashley go against Apollo Crews and, I, I, and have I, him win the United States Championship. I was waiting for them to somehow transition this into Lashley against Apollo for that title, Dave. Yeah, because how, how long before Lashley says, dude, what the fuck is all this stuff? You're getting all these shots, and I'm just... You're, I'm just your heavy. You know, Shelton's getting winning, losing, winning, losing, losing, winning, winning, whatever the fuck. I mean, the 24-7 title is whatever it is. A joke. But uh, it's still a title. And that's one more title than Bobby Lashley has. So I don't understand what's going on. I still would rather see Apollo Crews join up with this faction than continue to go against him because it makes no sense for, and I don't want to draw the comparisons to the Nation of Domination because I know we've already talked about that in the past. But Apollo Crews should be a member of this faction. I don't want to bring race into it, but you can't avoid the obvious that's sitting in front of you. There's three black guys going against one other black guy. Why? Why Why is he the odd man out? Isn't there strength in numbers? And shouldn't he be a part of this hurt business, not hurt locker, hurt business thing? None of what they're doing in this whole thing makes sense. Other than to say Apollo Crews has virtues and he's got morals and he's resisting the temptation to further his career by joining up with these guys who can help him get to the next fucking level. None of it makes sense. With that being said, Apollo Crews retains the title. That's it. I'm done. I'm a off my soapbox. AJ, does Ricochet and uh, C- Cedric Alexander end up joining the Hurt Business and screwing over Apollo here? I actually don't see this happening, and I know I'm going to give you a stroke when I say the next thing that I'm about to say. Don't say bay. I'm gonna make... Huh? Don't say bay. I'm not gonna say bay. I'm gonna say we've already seen this in TNA. I was gonna the, say the hurt business being being the beatdown clan. Especially since I believe the caveat to this match is Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin are banned from ringside. So MVP could be sneaky could put another name in there and we're going to steal a little more from TNA especially since I believe Bruce Pritchard was part of the TNA regime when this happened as, as Tony grabbing the wrong arm you grabbed your right arm not the left arm come on bud it's not it's how a, a heart attack works it's a double heart attack oh <laughs> god oh no call the paramedics don't call them D- D- DWI 241, call the paramedics. I've been horrible today. I, I, I've been horrible today. I might have to go to church on Sunday. DWI 241, crash cart. Anyway, go ahead, AJ. But I actually see Samoa Joe coming out of the commentary table and actually putting his hand in the entire thing, joining the Hurt Business beatdown clan. <clears throat> Hurt Business, sorry. And, uh... Helping MVP get the United States title. After all, he is the second longest reigning United States champion. But I think you're more likely to see uh, if I don't think you're likely to see Samoa Joe do anything physical anytime soon because Vince is completely happy with him on commentary. But I think you'd be more likely to see him helping Dominic against Seth if anything is going to happen with him this weekend. But I'll say there's probably a point zero one percent chance of Joe coming out of his seat doing something physical 
again, that's plausible, but you never know. Samoa Joe just randomly standing up and you're just like, oh shit, that is a big motherfucker that is staring me down and going to kill me. So, uh, again, it, it could interfere in the Dominic match because of the whole Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy thing. Or, you know, we replicate TNA a little bit here. Before I, DP I, gets to it, though, I, I mean, AJ brings up a good... I'm sorry, DP, I don't mean to cut you off, but you keep drinking those... Fu- Are just, you still drinking liquor? You just I'm sit just there and shut the fuck up, DP. Nobody like wants to hear what you have to fucking say. We're not down. talking video games right now. You shut the oh, fuck up. <laughs> Follow well, a Winner Is You on Facebook it, and Twitter, and make sure you check it out on thechairshot.com. A winner is you. Send you. And send your hey. hate comments to Attitude AGG. <laughs> but they've, um, like, like AJ saying that they've banned uh, Lashley and, and Shelton from ringside, but they haven't banned Ricochet and Cedric. So He'll turn. could they get involved to hand MVP the title? I mean, the problem I have... There you go. The problem I have with that, though, is that... Let me ask you guys... He's sniffing out of that bell. Before we get to DP, huh? if you have a faction with, uh, with six black guys, is that too much? No. No. I mean, I mean, if we throw a, yeah, if we twenty-six throw someone, people in NWO. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, that was too much. And had like twelve fucking people on like the first week. Uh, that's that's true too. So, uh, DP, back to you, man. And we're all uh, out of time. Sure. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. T- this they have to do something with this faction because the, the thing that kills me is this was where we're at the t- we're at this this section again where people are bitching and then Vince McMahon comes out and goes we're going to give you a new storylines and we're going to give you new talent and new young things and then they decide to put a group together that's a 44 year old 45 year old and 46 year old and you re-sign MVP and you re-sign Mysterio, who are really old people so it's a just a it's a horrible thing that they did there, I think. It's, it's, it's like, such good shit. That's your young talent, and you're promoting MVP, and you're putting MVP in this match instead of Bobby Lashley. Like you said, Dave, why Why is Bobby Lashley not in this match instead? But he's, you know, despite him being an older guy, but still, you put you brought MVP back, and you put him in, in this tall feud and everything, and it just doesn't seem right. Him in, the, in that managerial role was, was really good, and I think that's where he fits. I know he could still wrestle, but... We're trying to, if we're really trying to promote the younger talent, get that younger talent out there. And this is the exact. This is a great time to do either Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, or just Cedric Alexander, because they're that's the one he's MVP's really been going after. And with them being banned from ringside, like I said, perfect opportunity to have them come down and cost Apollo Crews this title. I like MVP coming out with this thing, and them building that up and building up a bigger faction. Cedric did tweet that something has to change just a couple days ago. Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Just like Owen Hart said, another Nation of Domination member. Well, enough! Enough! It's time for a change! Almost. Good try. Let's talk about the Street Profits. Figured it wasn't going to work. Taking on Andrade and Angel Garza. I I see the Profits holding on to the belts here. I, I... I appreciate what they're doing with Andrade and Garza, but I just don't see the Profits giving up the belt. We talked about this before. If they're close enough to having fans, then why would you not have the Street Profits have the belts coming into having fans? I mean, that's more butts and seats to me, AJ. What do you think? 
No, I completely agree, especially since the Street Profits, like, normal entrances, they go through the crowd, they celebrate with the crowd. So, you know, let's do more with the crowd. I love what Andrade and Angel Garza is doing, but, again, it's the whole... Street Profits are entertaining, they go more with the crowd, you can do the whole angle, even going with... um, uh, Zelina Vega and Be- uh, Bianca Belair doing stuff and like you know they Bianca actually like went during um the whole stream that Zelina Vega does like that that was perfect that wrapped more into the story outside of wrestling it's a good storyline but again the street profits are so popular everyone loves them they're fun they're charismatic they can they can talk. They can wrestle. I don't see anything going wrong for them. What do you What do you think, Big Dave? Well, seeing as you and I are the only ones left, we chased everybody else off. Uh, yeah, I was trying not to mention that. <laughs> this is the match where I think they are going to do 50-50 booking with the tag team titles. I think Kenny's right. Garza and Andrade win at SummerSlam. I think they have a rematch at Payback the following week. The Profits win the title right back a week later. They, I, I think they'll get Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega involved in, more in Payback. Uh, Zelina may be the X factor that allows the uh, Garza and Andrade to win here at SummerSlam. Then at Payback, Belair shows up, levels the playing field, the Profits win. And that way you kind of keep some intrigue about the tag titles. I mean, this Profits being two-time Raw tag team champions, no one's going to give a shit gonna be like okay that's cool but i think it, it, it does this is one of those opportunities where you can flip the titles for a week and it doesn't hurt anybody and it kind of maybe creates some intrigue and it sets up a rubber match for whatever the fuck they're gonna do later on in september uh and, and then you go from there but this this is one where i think i think kenny's right for SummerSlam. i'd go garza and andrade and then i'd flip it back to the street profits a week later yeah that's a <sighs> I'm kind of 50-50 on this one. I like the idea of the Street Profits hanging on to the titles because they are, you know, a good hype team and everything. And, you know, with the, if the crowds were there, it'd be a lot better for them, for sure. Uh, but this is a, this is, I think this is a good time for uh, a group of the Vaga boys to win the tag titles and get some get some titles on their waist. And Andrade and Garza, I think this is a good time for them because they've been having this issue with, you know the poisoning and, and did Vega really do it and all that and you see now you see the video is Bianca Belair going to get involved in this match probably um, and it's an opportunity where maybe she costs them the titles or something we could probably I guess I'm guessing that payback we'll see a six-man tag between these groups um, as well you know to put them in there maybe um, so I, I guess I'm going to go with Andrade and Garza but I'm pretty 50-50 on this one all right folks we got Three big topics left for SummerSlam. We will be right back. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can pick up your own perfect t-shirt from Platt Balaz. Support them for their 2020 election campaign by buying their shirt, but not for voting for them. Do not vote for them. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I just want to reiterate, do not vote for them clowns for fucking, you know, president. Look, you got to get their president. platform. You got to get their platform correct, honey. Platbelast 2020. We can't do any worse. <sighs> they definitely can't yeah. do any better, though. But 
the Here's King the, and Kodos. Just make sure you just make sure you follow Pod underscore is underscore War and check that out every week over there on thechairshot.com. A winner is you, Bandwagon Nerds. We got NWA coverage. We got all sorts of shit going on. Everybody here is contributing. It's just a great website, thechairshot.com. Use your head. Check it out. Check out at Chairshot Media on the Twitter. Yeah, DP. I I liked that Dave called it the platform. I, I was gonna reference that too, but uh, yeah, I love so, that a lot. Yeah, I mean, since you kind of buried me, DP, inadvertently, where you're talking about they signed these real old guys to WWE, you know, 46, 45, and 44. I'm like, bitch, I'm 51. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, DP, but you're not wrestling. You. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's old for wrestling. <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can get behind that. Hey, I'm still younger than Taker and Sting and half the other guys on the roster, so. I just yeah, want to make true. I just want to make sure that nobody going to the polls is going to waste their vote on Platt and Blaz. Please do not write them in. Just vote for one of the candidates. Thank you. Dude, I'm, I'm oh, writing them oh, in. Oh, you know, times. goddamn well, I'm going to to vote Platt Blaz 2020. Make it happen. I'm already I'm already guaranteed security of defense. Folks, enjoy Dave Unger while you can. Apparently, he's voting 20 times. He'll be found. All mail-in votes, folks. All mail-in. Kanye can't get sign- can't get enough signatures. Platt and Balaz are gonna have a really hard time. <laughs> That's probably true. Says you. That's what she said. All right, here we go. Back to SummerSlam. <laughs> we got three big topics left. Let's start with Braun Strowman versus the Fiend. I I think this is kind of something that everybody's disappointed in. DP. Well. I, I get that they're disappointed that the build and this whole kind of feud has just been really lackluster and the the swamp match was kind of eh and everything. Uh, they I guess if they don't like where it's going necessarily because Braun Strowman's starting to become more of that heel character and, and almost to the fact that the Fiend's almost the baby face in this. But you remember, got to remember this, and they're, they're starting to acknowledge it. This is what the Fiend is doing to everybody he wrestles. They're returning to their old characters. They're they're starting to bring that, and they're they're acknowledging it now. And that's what Braun Strowman is having happen: is he's becoming more of that monster character he was when he was part of the Wyatt family. And I think that's cool. I think that's great. And I I don't have a problem necessarily with the feud. Um, I just I think the matches and that I'm not a fan of the Swamp Match. I'm not a fan of those kind of gimmick, you know, cinematic matches that they've been having I, I didn't i don't like them and that's kind of where we're stuck at and we're stuck in a spot where there's no fans to react to what they're trying to do here so it makes it a lot more difficult and i i still think stroman's gonna come back as no not i don't think he's gonna end up being a heel honestly i think the fiend is the fiend and the fiend is gonna be the heel for all the time he's the fiend and you know, I like that they brought in Alexa Bliss to show that Strowman's now this, you know, back to his old character of the monster. It doesn't give a shit, and it doesn't have that soft side anymore. But I think once he's done with this feud, you'll see him kind of start to revert back a little bit more uh, to his current character. So I have no problem with the, with with the feud. I think it's for the time we're in. This is the best we got, honestly. Um, and. Man, I just, again with The Fiend, you know, it's one of those where you get backed into the corner, but I think now they can have Strowman win this match and not worry about The Fiend taking a loss, um, especially with what they're doing with Strowman, making him more of the monster. I, I like Strowman coming out with the title to keep on going. 
I'm actually going to agree entirely with uh, Kenny's idea, where it's why the double turn when we don't have the crowd to react to it? Why... I'm not a big fan of throwing in Alexa Bliss. It's understandable with the whole mixed tag team match where it was like, oh, there was kind of a connection where it's team little big and, you know, oh, they're so cute. They they actually show that they care about each other. And now it's like, nah, fuck you. I'm the universal champion. In all honesty, with how everything is going, uh, to make a slight joke to our old bit, the Braun Strowman game, with this entire storyline, it's feeling like a great big yawn where it, the <laughs> double turn... I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, here, I don't, I don't get it. Where, um, it's, it, it makes sense as to why they did it, but it also doesn't have the right feel to it, where it's, there's no crowd saying, oh, Braun's an asshole, and Bray's in the right, even though he's the jerk that threw all of this together because of the, it, it's kind of lackluster, I'm not even gonna lie with that, it's, it's just the whole, The Fiend doesn't need the title, but, Braun doing the turn where he's the heel and now the fiend's the face. Do we really need that? D does anyone need this at all? Big Dave, what what do you feel about this? Uh, the entire situation, the the entire story. I tend to agree with you and Kenny that it feels like a double turn, which makes no sense because there's no fans there. Um, the X factor to me is I, I know they've got Alexa Bliss involved to kind of like, like you're saying, to show that Braun is, is shedding his humanity, so to speak, going back to his basal instincts to be the monster, the, the black sheep, the guy who came out of the swamps. I'm wondering about Nikki Cross's involvement in this match and whether she ends up being Sister Abigail, which is what so many of us said she should have been in the first fucking place. Tony wants to say something. Do you, do you really think they're going to pay that off at some point? I don't think they're ever going to pay that off. If they're going to, this would be the best time to do it because there's friction between Nikki and Alexa. Uh, it would be great if The Fiend comes out and says, Oh, Lexi, look who I got here. This is the real Sister Abigail. Which, I mean, we were advocating for her, Tony, what, three years ago? To be Sister Abigail, if I remember on some of the shows that we talked about it. Well, she would have been perfect for that. Her or Paige... Yeah, her page. I mean, I, I know I know there was even talk about, hey, let's make Bailey sister Abigail at one point in time just oh, to spice her character man. up. I go down um, on but what? Yeah, I, I think I think what like AJ saying. Hey. Yeah, the Ooh. fiend losing is no big deal anymore because Goldberg's old ass beat him. So really, who gives a shit at this point in time? Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what they do with this one. I I I tended I have a tendency to go with Braun to win this thing. But let me ask you guys this over under or what's the percentage chance that Otis decides to cash in this briefcase at this pay-per-view and just save us from all this crap and say, you know what? Thank you guys for annihilating each other. I'm going to take that from you. I feel like Otis is not cashing in that briefcase. I, it's so forgotten. Ever? It's so forgotten. Like they, they have Vince has no interest in Otis cashing in that briefcase. Mandy Rose will cash in that briefcase for Otis. Yeah, I I have the same page. I'm like I don't even know why he won that thing in the first place. I'm like I I can't see 
him ever getting the title at any point and cashing it in for any reason unless they want to pay it off as it's worse than swagger and corbin it's worse than swagger and corbin or, or he cashes it in and gets his ass kicked now that'd like, be fun well, too like cena think, getting it not cashing it in cena doing. getting and not cashing it in was perfect because you needed somebody to like not cash it in right like you need to have people not get the title for it and cena's the perfect guy to do it right but corbin and swagger just proved that you picked the wrong guy to win that briefcase yeah mm-hmm. and that's this is the similar thing and you could if you want to end up breaking up Mandy and Otis somewhere down the line, you can have Mandy, you know, force it. him to cash it yeah. in and lose, or, or she can take him. it mm-hmm. or something. You have that opportunity. And I think that way, I honestly, I think they're going to try and make that wait until there's fans, but you never know what they're going to do. So, I mean, I, this is probably my bias kicking it. AJ should have won it. Let's be honest here now. Just like, oh, 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 I dropped it. Oh, it went to Otis. Damn it. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it, if it was an accident the whole time, but they're like, uh, let's just go with this. Fuck it. Let's not refilm it. Yeah, Otis won. <laughs> Old Butterfingers ate Allen there. Uncle Allen's got Butterfingers. Uncle There's Al. the title for this episode. Butterfingers Allen. They got us on Butterfingers AJ because I, 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 I pride myself on playing football. Not <laughs> you. What if Retribution abducts all of them and takes the the briefcase? What if they're all Retribution? They don't have to abduct them. No, nobody, the nobody that fat has been out there in in in, in all black. Hey, what if hey, Otis? What if? What if Otis is the exalted? Oh wait, no, that's another fact. Uh, that's another promotion. Uh, that's, that's a completely different company. Sorry. What what if Otis is leader of Aces and AL? Wait, no, that's another company too. Damn it. <laughs> They've got all the good ideas. Shit. What if Otis is the third man? Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to a commercial. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I think Kenny had it right. Randy Orton has been spot on. He's been awesome. He's been doing a great job at being heel Randy Orton. And personally... I think he's enjoyed it. Otherwise, you wouldn't see this Randy Orton that's interested. Dave, I I think you know what I'm talking about here. There's a big difference between Randy Orton just coming in and cashing his paycheck and Randy Orton coming in and being interested in what he's doing. Yeah, there is there's a huge difference. Nobody's been putting in work like Randy Orton. Uh, I think them bringing back the punt was a huge deal. It was similar to me. Like when they let Seth start doing the stomp again. And Seth went from being just kind of eh to this is Seth R- freaking Rollins again. And Randy Orton being able to punt legends in the head left and right every week has been, uh, you know, it's been a revival for Randy Orton. Nobody is doing the work that he's doing. Nobody cuts promos like him. Everything he does, like when he nutshotted Rick and helped him gently to the ground just so he could punt him in the head. I, just fantastic stuff. That being said, I agree 100% with what Kenny said, that you can't pull the belt off Drew until you've got some fans there to see what sort of a reaction they have. And maybe this Thunderdome concept gives them some indication as to how the fans are perceiving Drew McIntyre. But I just think it's, it's too soon to pull the belt off of Drew. And I really don't want to reward Randy Orton for punting legends in the head every week by saying, here's your 13th or 14th title or whatever number it is. 
So I think Drew McIntyre retains. Really confuses me about this whole thing is that I didn't realize that they were going to start having wrestling shows in my basement at the Thunderdome. That's 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 here. it is. Yeah, I, I have the Thunderdome. Yes, and when I, I I'm looking around, I, I don't see the ring yet. One day you're talking. See... One day you're talking to Frank about nope. it, and the next day Vince is announcing it on fucking Fox. <laughs> ah, no, how about no, that? No. DP, the the ring's behind you. Remember? Oh, it is. oh yeah. Maybe oh, Rick yeah, Moranis yeah. is going to show up. And everything. Rick Moranis is going to show up with the Oppo shrink gun. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the ring. Honey, I blew up the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah. Uh, but in regards to the match, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, with Randy Orton is just absolutely killing it. And you can see that that just that little extra fire that he has in in the eyes and in, in the way he, had, you know, nails his promos and everything. There's just that little extra something that when he really wants to bring it, you can see that next level and that it's just, it's, I mean, there's nobody that can beat him. There's nobody that's better than him when it comes to being a heel when he wants it to be. And he's doing it right now and he's killing it. And this is just, this is the, they built this up so well. And we talk about how WWE doesn't build stories or doesn't have longevity in a lot of stories and good payoffs. I feel like this one is a little was pretty darn good because Randy Orton has been knocking off the legends and they've been building it up for a while now, which is something they don't normally do. So I think one of the good things of this era and this this time we're having is that they can do that a little bit more. So it's kind of cool. Uh, but man, it's tough. I I don't. I, I I understand the idea that you don't want to take it off McIntyre because he. He hasn't had that crowd reaction. You don't know if he can, if he's really over as well as he is. But that don't mean you can't take the title off him. You know, with Randy Orton doing so many good things, he could take this title and, and have an amazing run. And it could be, you know, maybe overdue. And, and McIntyre chasing the title again could be really fun to watch. I, I this is one I'm, I'm again I'm fifty fifty on it. I, I do think Drew McIntyre is going to end up winning this thing, and the feud is going to continue for a little while longer. Uh, but I think ultimately McIntyre is still going to hold on to this title for for longer than this. Well, for me, and I am not disagreeing, Drew McIntyre doing a phenomenal job as the WWE champion, but I, I, I think it's the Belaz in me, the, the, the Orton fan that would love to see Orton actually come out. And it's like, I've beaten every legend. I've told you the entire time I am the best. Like it, for everyone who has been saying that Randy is a good heel, but not the best heel in WWE. No, he is the best heel in WWE. Basically, dissecting, destroying, and dismantling Ric Flair. The punt on Shawn Michaels was kind of amp because everyone's like, "Oh, he also kicked McIntyre," and Shawn had to make sure he was okay. But everything that Randy has been doing since. Edge's return has been no pun intended on the nickname that I'm given it's been phenomenal it's so great where Randy's actually giving a shit about his own wrestling technique how he's methodically taking out every single person close to him and seeing if it'll get under Drew's skin and maybe doing it one more time that RKO out of nowhere that punt 
and becoming a 14-time WWE champion. That that just works so well. Who knows, maybe Edge might come back for like the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania down the line, and it's that's the match, but Orton being one of, if not the best person right now on Monday Night Raw, going every single week, going perfect, it's just so great. I, I can't I can't say enough about how good he's doing this entire getting under everyone's skin story that he's doing. We got one topic left, and it's Bailey and Sasha both taking on Asuka, and I wanted to leave that for last. Does anybody have anything else they want to say about Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre? Because I would like to close this topic. I'll say that I... I do like the idea of Randy switching my my thoughts that Randy Orton winning this thing and taking the title till possibly WrestleMania would actually be awesome, and having him take down a few legends on the way because I know Goldberg's you know talking about the old guys Goldberg's resigned he could have a match with him maybe at the Rumble or something and, and Randy Orton beats him Edge eventually coming back um, could be the pe- final payoff of Edge finally Edge taking down Randy Orton at WrestleMania to win the title would kind of be cool so. I might have to change my pick and go with Randy Orton on this one, but I'll let PC finish it off. My pick is Randy Orton, but not because of what DPP is looking forward to. We have another pay-per-view one week from SummerSlam, and what better way to put Drew McIntyre over than to have him get screwed out of this title somehow and come back and win it again the next week. And then you can have him beat Randy Orton again at the next pay-per-view. This storyline can be drawn out easily with interest from the fans. That's where I'm at. I've said it before. Randy Keith Orton wins the WWE Championship at SummerSlam this weekend. Well, before you go to the last segment, since this is kind of attitude of aggression as well, now I get to throw a question to you guys, you know, a little tit for tat here. Why do you think they're doing payback? A week after SummerSlam, can you see any logical reason why they are doing that? DP, you look like you want to say something. I want to hear from you first. Do I? <laughs> I think they're doing it to get... <laughs> I think maybe they're doing it to get every ounce of this uh, Orlando Thunderdome, Thunderdome Arena out of it. Because it doesn't... I thought it was going to be more of a permanent stay, but it sounds like they only have it for a short while. So maybe they're trying to get more big events out of it. It's been approved through the middle of October-ish, I believe. And that's as much as they wanted to do contractually. I think they want to see what's going to happen testing-wise. And not go out there and say, no matter what, we're going to give you this long-term deal. And maybe WWE's on the side that they didn't want to do the long-term deal. I heard it's costing them near a half a million dollars to do this at the Amway Center. So, And when you think about it, it's a good deal for both sides. WWE has the money. Uh, Orlando could use the money. Yeah, I mean, I I see the, I see the payback idea more of or back whatever the fuck we're calling it next week. Payback battleground. Battle, it's for battle, Drew McIntyre. Battle, I just told you why. Pay, I just told you why it's for cluster. the whole thing is for Drew McIntyre. It's a Tuesday in Texas. It's 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 a it's a, a Cyber, Cyber Tuesday. Sunday. Yeah, Cyber Tuesday kind of thing. That's what it is. This whole next pay per view. One week later is for Drew McIntyre. Y'all can follow me at PC Tunny and you can fucking message me 
how great and right I am. So this pay-per-view is called Sunday in Texas via Orlando. That's what it's called, right? This sounds about right, yeah. Okay. That I works mean, for me. I, I agree with DP where it's... For, it's remember, testing... send your hate tweets to at Attitude Ag. Oh, go ahead, AJ. Sorry, man. <laughs> it's all good as long as you don't send those hateful tweets to me. Um, but no, I, I see this more of a... Yeah, let's, let's dabble more with this whole Thunderdome idea. Let's see actual live fan reaction of everything that's going on. See how people react to the product that we're doing. And who knows? Maybe they might change it. Maybe not. Who knows? It's Vince. He's crazy. He's, we've all seen the dinosaur bone after the, uh, the money in the bank matches, right? It's Vince McMahon. Who knows? Who cares? He's the boss. Such good shit. Such good shit. Go ahead, Tony. On to the main event. Or, well, we hope might be the... Well, who knows what it'll be. It's the last topic. It's last call. Am I stealing your shit? Wow. No. Uh, steal away. We can't play last call, though, because... Oh, you know. shit. Last call for alcohol. Yeah, oh, no, that's the other one we what did before. Last call. Uh, you guys can go to hell. I don't consider it flattery. <laughs> I need you to shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But I'm not. But I'm not. No, but I am. But I'm not. But I am. Uh, let's do this. Let's steal. If we're going to steal, let's kick it. There you go. Oh, you got it. Oh. Hell yeah. You got it. Oh, you got it on vinyl. Hell yeah. Got it on vinyl. Oh, dude. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to pick up a big bottle of New Amsterdam vodka and make my way over to you sometime soon. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, baby. Just make sure you got water and lemons. All right. Here we go. Done and done. Sasha versus Asuka. Bailey versus Asuka. AJ, I'm going to start with you. What you got happening this weekend, and then this triangle warfare? I would, as much as we dabble with the whole dough straps, double belt, et cetera, et cetera, whatever we want to call it, I do like what Kenny said, where one one's going to win and one's going to lose. But I feel like it's going to be Bailey, the one that loses the SmackDown title, and Sasha retains the Raw Women's title, and Bailey gets pissed off, and it's like, how come you didn't help me win? I helped you win this, the Raw Women's. Why couldn't you help me win the SmackDown? It's like, I did, but this happened and this happened, and it just causes friction. Asuka defends it on SmackDown. Give some more of the SmackDown talent for the women's division a little more of a rub. Lacey Evans, Naomi, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss. Who knows if Alexa Bliss will even be part of the quote-unquote new Wyatt family. Who knows? But I, I feel like Bailey and Sasha are going to have that friction between them. They're going to lose the tag team titles at some point, And then they're going to face off for the Raw women's titles. I, I feel like now is the perfect payoff of... Why didn't you help me when 
I tried to, but this happened and this happened. I don't want to hear it. Why don't you put up your title at Battleback Payground, whatever the fuck we want to call it. I got I don't know I I really don't know what to pick here I I could I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar ended up with both belts I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar lost both matches I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha lost I wouldn't be surprised if just Bailey lost I I think this is this is one of those things that are going to happen here and you know SummerSlam you didn't see it coming what does that mean this weekend that has to pay itself off over everything else the fact that they said. SummerSlam, the the tagline is you'll never see it coming, right? Where does that pay itself off? Where? Do Sasha and Bailey screw each other out of the title? Is that what happens, DP? I think, yeah, and I, yeah, I would imagine that the tagline isn't just specific to the Randy Orton McIntyre. They got to do something else big, and I think this is the chance for them to do something slightly different. And that's give Asuka both titles. And that's, you know, toy around with this fact of one person having both titles and going across both brands in an opportunity to maybe consolidate these t- these titles a little bit, maybe down the road, or, or at least toy with the uh, option and see how it works out because you don't have as much talent, you know, working around here. And since Raw and SmackDown are being taped in the same place, you can do that a little easier. I mean... So, Personally, I see no title changes on NXT, but I could see every title changing on SummerSlam, and it's been a long, long time since they did that. Yeah, and I think, I I really hope this opens and closes the event. I I like Sasha Banks and Asuka starting the show, and then Bayley and Asuka ending the show. And I can see Sasha losing to Asuka, Asuka winning the title with no help from Bayley, she goes back and bitches to Bailey, why you know, why weren't you there to help me out? You could have helped me out or whatever and Bailey's like, I was you know, but I don't know, I was eating a Snickers or whatever, you know. So hugging hugging hell, what do I do? You know? Cranky uh, go hug yourself. And then what? on the, <laughs> the and the final match when Bailey's out there, Sasha comes down, acts like he's gonna help and goes, Fuck you, Bailey. I'm not gonna help you and then I she ends up tapping out to Asuka. What? Asuka well, you know, hey, God, I uh, so I would love to see. I I could see that happening. I I think Kenny has got it probably 100 percent right. But yeah, and I'll, fuck I'll, Kenny since he's not here anymore. Yeah, you know, you fucking but, ruin all of our thunder. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna have to say it a little different and say, Oscar, <laughs> the Thunderdome. Oscar, Oscar wins both titles. Sasha Banks and Bailey continue one week later on Payback and lose the tag team titles because of their friction. And this is the whole blow-up. They lose all their titles within a week, and they're off and running on their shit. Asuka can run both shows as champions. Dave asked the question. We had different answers, but before Dave wraps this all up, I want to go into a brief, brief tidbit, another segment here on the DWI podcast. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Around the horn, Tony Reale style. We'll start with AJ. We'll go to DP me and then dave what opens and closes the show what opens and closes the show fuck are are your ears Uh, plugged with shit yeah that's what i just fucking said yeah they probably are i'm still a little deaf in the ears (laughs) so it's all that selective hearing from growing up what the hell Um, (laughs) that was short enough to come through there you go yeah 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 that's what she said 
<laughs> we got Dave back. He wasn't interested in the bit until that's what she said. Now he's back in. <laughs> uh, what opens it? I think what opens it is going to be the Mandy and Sonya match. I know that not that many people are going to care about it. Uh, someone's going to get their head shaved. So I think that's going to open it. And what's going to close it is probably going to be Randy and Drew. I, I, I see. Go ahead, DB. Oh. Was it me and then you? I don't or know. Or you, me? You, me? I, me, yeah. you? Me, then you? you, you then uh, me? Oh, help I'm, you. No, no, I'm the asshole here. I'm the asshole here. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that said it. I don't think that one's going to work. All right. I'm supposed to remember I, I really what I wanted said. I to be Asuka opening. You know how much stuff I said? <laughs> I want Asuka to be the one opening and closing the show, winning both titles. That's what I want to see. Probably not going to happen. I think Asuka and Sasha will start the show, but Drew and Randy... We'll close the show. I got Andrade and guards going over the Street Profits to open the show in a stellar eh, nine, ten minute match. And then I got Orton closing the show as the new WWE champion, Dave. Well, it'll tie into my answer as to uh, my prediction for the the women's stuff. But I think um, Oscar and Bailey opens the show and I think Drew and Randy close it. And along those lines, I agree completely with the phenomenally funky fresh AJ Belaz. I think Bailey drops the title. I think <laughs> total bullshit. No, As, I think Tony uh, says total BS. I think, and I think Bailey drops the title because she's had it for so long. They do need to shake up that SmackDown roster a little bit. Bailey dropping the title makes sense. Ding dong! I've had the title for a while. Yeah, I've, I've had it for way too fucking long. Bailey has done... Thank you, AJ. Bailey's done great work. She's really coming to her uh, her own as a heel. But I think right now, if you're asking me who's got the juice between Sasha and Bailey, I'd say it's Sasha, or the S-word, as she was called on Pot is War this week. Uh, but I think, um, I think Bailey loses. Sasha retains the Raw championship. Bailey is bitter about the whole thing. Uh, wonders why didn't Sasha help her out or that sort of thing. And um, and that creates friction. I could see the next week them dropping the tag titles, but I don't want to see Sasha versus Bailey until Survivor Series. Survivor Series needs a marquee match like that to legitimize that pay-per-view wherever the fuck it's going to happen. So I want to see them hold off on Sasha and Bailey until then. But I think I don't think there's going to be... Uh, nobody's going to have both straps. Oscar leaves SummerSlam the SmackDown champion. Sasha retains the Raw championship, and the the build to Sasha and Bailey in earnest begins. So that's how I see it going. I I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to this show. I don't. I I hope you understand how much fun and how much history. Uh, sorry, AJ, that Dave, DP, and Kenny and myself have, and and uh, it's just we all kind of came in together and uh found each other the same way and it's just been a blast to always get together here and there for the big events we we respect kenny so much and he kind of he kind of you know led the way for all of us a little bit and passed a little knowledge on and and dave kind of did that for me and dp and then the three of our shows all kind of grew together um no don't don't do that while i'm talking um That's why I asked first. I uh, I thought he was gonna fart in the mic for a second there, but I'll do that. If I, I'll do that on my own if I need to. But I just want to really give a shout out to Kenny. Kenny Kenny Killa is really a, a, a podcasting wrestling uh, you know 
trailblazer and and you should go back and listen to the, some of the interviews he's had on the Sunday Segway. He's interviewed some gigantic names and, and had some great interviews with them. So we respect the shit out of him and we always appreciate when he comes on. Um, last thoughts around the horn wrestling wise before we close this out and give our social media things. I, I, I want to go, I don't have any last thoughts. I want to go AJDP uh, and Dave because this is also an Attitude of Aggression podcast. Which, you know, that's fair. And, and going off of the whole thing that you said with Kenny and me not having the history, I'm honestly just here for the ride. I like, you know, I like being part of the triumphant trifecta that we have, especially the triumphant trifecta of the TriCast that we had today. Now ring your now ring your bell. Now ring your bell. The triumvirate, baby. And we love you, AJ. We do. But you are uh, a worthy addition. I, I, I'm I'm glad that I got to be part of it. Glad to be part of everything that's been going on since you know. I'm pretty sure I've been added since the whole pandemic happened. But going on with the wrestling. Was it before that? Well, on DWI, it was like a special edition. Sometimes randomly thrown in. Either way, you're definitely you're definitely an addition. Yeah, but uh, going on with the wrestling. (laughs) God. I'm sorry. Sorry, DP pops you like none other. I'm I'm not the multiplication. I'm just the addition. (laughs) You know you're good. You definitely add some phenomenally funky. Thoughts. He is exponentially right. phenomenal. <laughs> but uh, going on with the wrestling, uh, a lot of the wrestling's coming back, not just WWE, AEW, but also New Japan. I know NWA, before we plug all of our stuff, NWA is going to have a show with uh, another promotion coming soon, so you know goddamn well I'm going to be bringing that into the fold for chair shot when it comes out. But uh, with wrestling, I mean, so far with SummerSlam, yeah, it's very hit or miss. TakeOver, of course, is usually the nicer show to watch. I'm definitely going to have my eyes more glued to the screen for TakeOver more than SummerSlam. But go out, watch more things, you know, not, not just the things that are on your television. New Japan being out there, you know, the whole evil being maybe the new leader of Bullet Club. I'll give Tony the heart attack right now. Impact actually showing off doing their uh, their special show that they've been doing, uh, especially with Chris Bay losing the X Division title for a little spoiler alert right there. Uh, hey, big, big Chris Bay fan over here. Mentioned him earlier in the show. Yes, and Chris Bay is a really good athlete, really good wrestler. I kind of wish he had a longer run with the X Division title, but I want to see what they're going with on that story, but wrestling for the past couple of weeks so far has been nothing short but and i'll say it phenomenal uh dp what do you, what, what do you think about wrestling so far what are your thoughts on it for the past however long so well, far i don't have enough time there's there's there here here we'll we'll, we'll go to archer oh uh, there's not enough liquor and therapy in the world to undo that that's Arby's, what I felt. we have the meats <laughs> The, I, I, same guy, I've folks. Been feeling same guy. Like Fra- phrasing. Same guy. <laughs> same guy. Hey, phrasing! <laughs> has been the drizzling shits for quite a while and has just 
has been unwatchable. Ring a bell. In my opinion. DP said drizzling shits. Bell. Ring a bell. <laughs> I got a song. Apparently you can't hear my bell, so that's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's just, I can't. ever. And then ever since, uh, nice. All right, Archer. Why do we have to wait? We're watching. He can still talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Archer that's why. Wait for it. Wait for it. AJ, yeah. it's, get, it's getting good to you the more you drink it, isn't it? I, it it's I can't taste it. That's the thing. <laughs> it yeah. sends your taste point. buds. Perfect. But it's just been it's just been so bad. And then they try. Vince comes out and says, "Oh, we're going to do all this different stuff." And then what is it? Every time ratings go down, a McMahon has to show up on television. And we and the poll business with the Hurt Lock, Hurt business. They almost had me saying Hurt Locker, Hurt business Sorry, with DP. these. <laughs> these 45 46 year olds not promoting the young talent like they said and and just it's hard to do and with the pandemic going on and not the whole roster being there it's even harder so it's just been really really difficult and it's been hard to watch for me i have not enjoyed it but i'm always hopeful and i'm always hopeful when it comes to the big four because these weekends are always the best they're always really good nxt takeovers never disappoint and I think we're going to see some awesome wrestling there. And I'm hopeful for SummerSlam. I think we can, we have some intriguing options with SummerSlam with the title defenses that are going on and some opportunities to shake things up, as Vince would say. So I'm always hopeful because I, I do enjoy it, you know, as much as I say I hate it when it comes to certain times. But I'm always hopeful that things can turn around and there's always some good stuff right around the road. So enjoy the weekend because these are the top four are always the best when it comes to a takeover and a, one of the big fours for the for the main roster so i just say enjoy a weekend of some hopefully really really good wrestling and some really good potential payoffs to some good storylines that could be coming and for my final thoughts i'm not going to talk wwe nxt SummerSlam at all I want to talk about AEW, the biggest news that came out yesterday, I think. AEW is bringing fans back starting next week. they got to wear masks. They're going to be putting, like, pods, I guess, groups of people. You know, you're, you and five of your closest friends can sit halfway on the opposite side of Daly's Plaza and watch Dynamite. Uh, your guys' thoughts on them bringing back fans, is this the right move? Are they doing this the right way? And how can WWE follow that lead noting that Daly's Plaza or Daly's Place or whatever the fuck it's called is an open-air arena. Is, is that the secret? Does it have to be open-air? Like the football stadiums are going to, like the Chiefs are going to have 16,000 people. You can't wear headdresses or anything like that. But, you know, how does WWE, if they want to get fans back and Florida and all these other states are saying, that's cool, but you got to do open-air, then how does WWE handle that situation your guys' thoughts. PC, you go first. Why? Well, there's why? a one-word answer. Money. DP, you're next. Oh, no, no, no. The, the one-word answer to my question is money. And that's unfortunate. Because in times like this, we should be thinking about people and not money. And that's going to pay dividends down the road for these companies that think more about people than money. Simple. Very simple. 100% agree. That's exactly what it is. And this is kind of the whole reason I said they should have tried to shut things down ahead of time and not continue to have the events. But there's money to be had. There's there's eventually you're trying to recoup money you haven't been able to gain from all this time of being down. And 
<clears throat> that's exactly why they're doing it. And I don't. What's what's WWE's response going to be to that? I, don't, I think separate bubble balls for everybody, and they could sit in the audience wearing that bubble ball thing that you run around in. Cash rules everything. AJ, do you agree with this? This materialistic, capitalistic bullshit? Is that really what it's all about? I mean, that's what everything's all about. Both of them are still a business. Both of them are still a company. They need to run. They need to pay to everybody that's there. Every, the world runs around money. But if Raw... Well, not just Raw in general, but if WWE wants to counteract it. I think the Thunderdome idea that they're doing is actually a good idea where it's, yeah, fans have a, an exclusive thing. If they want to pay, they can, but it's keeping people safe. I, I'm i not saying that Dynamite's doing the wrong thing where it's like, yeah, we're going to have random pods and bubbles and whatnot, but it, the safer way is to have screens or virtual uh, figments of you know, actual fans there. Like, I think I like the way that WWE is doing it more, where fe where people can interact, fans can actually do things, and they don't have to go out of their own way. And it's like, all right, I gotta go put on a mask. I'm gonna go spend my money. I might go to a concession stand. Might buy like the new Seth Rollins T-shirt. Maybe even the brand new Dominic T-shirt that might come out. Who knows? But I think what WWE is doing with the whole every single panel has the fans. They get to cheer. They get to react to what the wrestling going on. I think that's just perfect. As long as they don't chant CM Punk if they're bored. Well, the good thing is if they're virtual, they can cut their asses right off and say, oh, you're, we lost connection. Sorry. But, uh, oh, yeah, Tony wants you to ring the bell for that one. So. I was saying bye-bye. Oh, sorry. Eh, whatever. It still works. It works both ways. Uh, I, I think... I, it, this is going to be an important week, I think, for sports because you've got MLS that has brought some fans back, and we already saw problems with that in Dallas with uh, <laughs> booing people for taking a knee during the anthem. Um, you've got football bringing some fans back. You Now you've got WWE doing uh, basically copying what the NBA is doing. And if the virtual fan experience actually – because I think they, they want to get that organic reaction to what's going on to figure out what's working – what's not we've gone as far as we can just kind of guesstimating what's going on and does the virtual environment work better than what AEW is going to do which is real fans and the question is whether real fans are even going to show up or not to uh, to any of these AEW shows we don't know we think they will because AEW has a diehard legion of just people who are fanatical um, that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to risk their own lives just to show up so this will be an interesting week where you've got two different approaches to bringing fans back to see which one works, which one's more effective. Does it accomplish what? And I think I do think AEW, it, sure, it's about money, but I do think they're trying to see, can we get some sort of reaction and get people more involved so we can see what's working and what's not? Because we don't really know anymore. We don't have, we don't have our finger on the pulse of what our fans want because we're not involved with them. So I, I, you know, I'm curious. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with it, but you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna do take steps to safeguard people, then it's up to the people at that point. Hey, you want to show up? You want to pay us? You want to be here? 
great. Here's what we're going to do to keep you safe, and it's up to you. So I, I'm like, well, let's see what happens this week. Let's see what happens this weekend. Tonight, starting with the Thunderdome, let's see what happens with that. Let's see what happens with the with the Dynamite or whatever the hell it's going to be, and go from there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap this TriCast up. My name is PC Tony. You can follow me at PC Tony. You can always find me at 3 underscore man weave right there on the chairshot.com. Pod underscore is underscore war. This is the DWI podcast. Follow us at podcast DWI along with the Sunday Segway and Attitude of Aggression podcast. DP, what's going on over by you? Well, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me, DPP. As well as follow a winner is you, which is at Twitter and Facebook at a winner is you, the letter U, a winner is you, where we're talking all things video games. We're reviewing High Score on Netflix. We just finished up episode one. We're working on episode two next week. So make sure you, you tune in for that. And especially next week's episode, which is episode 10 for us. And our episode 10 will be our very first top 10 episode where we are all doing our top 10 video games of all time. Speaking of video games, I think that, that you need to have... That means it's going to be a four-hour episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how that kind of went on Badwagon Earth. Probably. I think you might need to make some room for myself and Big Dave on a winner as you, uh, as we're both ready. I-, I got it downloaded. I made sure I woke up at 2 in the morning last night, couldn't sleep. I went out and looked and sure enough pga 2k21 was loaded into my ps4 had to do a system uh download and update and did that and then went back to bed and after we get done here there's more beers and golfing in my future uh we're gonna get to dave here to close it out to close it out (laughs) let's let aj do his thing here and dave i want you to take us home aj uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at PhenomenalAJB. Uh, I also do opinion articles and wrestling articles on TheChairShot.com. I know I've been saying that I'm going to be doing the uh, Uncharted series, Uncharted 2. Mother Nature has been screwing me over, and in this one, in all honesty, I could be the other side of the spectrum for a winner is you where... Final Fantasy XIV has been engulfing my life. The new expansion came out, and I've been playing that all week. I'm not even going to deny that one. I've been lazy. I've been grinding all of the all of the fun content that they've been producing, but I will do the, the Uncharted series. And who knows? Maybe I might throw in a little piece of my own top ten here or there, maybe. Who knows? But, uh... Yeah, you'll uh, you'll find me on the chair shot and the Twitter at phenomenal AJB. So, Big Dave, how about you bring us on home, telling us well, where you're all at? I'm pretty sure that if uh, a winner's you needs PC Tunney and Big Dave to throw down a top ten video game list, it's going to be pretty easy since we just did it not that long ago on Bandwagon. And I'm looking at my list right here, and I'm like, yeah, I'm actually getting on Knights of the Old Republic to the point where there's one of the biggest twists in video game history that I barely remember which is good because that's part of the Super uh, Mario World, being... Madden Football, Tony Hawk Pro <laughs> there Skater, you go. Super Techno World, Midnight Club, Red Dead Redemption, right. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Sorry. There's your that? preview of the top <laughs> 10 of PC Tunney's list. Uh, but yeah, first off, let me pimp Bandwagon Nerds, at Bandwagon Nerds on Twitter. 
Big episode coming up this weekend. We cover episodes one through five of season two of the Umbrella Academy. PC Tunney's going to be there. Never watch the show. Leader. Yeah, but, but I'll be there. will by Sunday. <laughs> Hopefully, Tunney will have watched some of it by Sunday. Got to watch uh, season fear- one and half of season two. All right. Yeah. Our fearless leader, Patrick O'Dowd, will be there, uh, which screwed up me and DP's best laid plans to sabotage the show. Damn it. But uh, we're also going to be checking out these. DC Fandom is coming up tomorrow, right, DP? DC Fandom coming up. That's going to be a That's huge why they want to event. Be yeah, well, yeah, I want you on there. Well, Tony, actually, DP's been quite supportive of my DC fanboyishness, and I need that against Pod. That's for sure. Patrick is is not a DC. Well, he he likes it just fine. Let's be real. But uh, Fandom's going down tomorrow. That's going to be a huge event. Lots of stuff anticipated. Possible trailers for Wonder Woman 84. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer coming for that. Possible trailer for the Batman, Matt Reeves Batman. Possible stuff on The Flash. Spider-Woman. Possibly we're going to get stuff on Suicide. No, that's Marvel. But anyway, no, nice but try. I, well, I'm, I just was talking. Okay, I'm sorry. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> but yeah, there is some Spider-Woman news coming out. Um, so that'll be big. But as for wrestling, you can check me out on the Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on uh, Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. I'm doing much better on Facebook. than I, I just keep losing Twitter followers left and right. I think they just delete their accounts or they just don't give a shit. Assholes. And, you know, it's like somebody said last night with the Capitals game. They, my friend texted me, he's a Capitals fan, and he goes, if they don't care, why the hell should I? I was like, you know, you're right. They don't care. Why should we? Anyway. Oh, let's not let's not bring up the Capitals. I can I I, I know I'm gonna say that, and Andrew's gonna be a little pissed off. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew and I have uh, we we bonded a couple years ago over that run. But anyway, I just want to say it is always a pleasure to be on your guys' show um, and to do this tri-cast, dual-cast, quintuple cast, whatever it is. Who has a nipple? What? No, never mind. Hey, uh, Parker, I got Nick Bulls. Nick Bulls. Nick Bulls. I have nipples made of nickel. Nick Bulls. You want to milk them? Nipples. Might hurt. Like biting in aluminum ah, foils. GWI241, Tunny as Nipple Blades. There is the title for this episode. Oh, so there you go. Strong as diamonds. <laughs> A diamond cutter. But again, seriously, guys, thank you, of course, for having me on your show, for being on my show, for everything over the years, for all the work that DP does with Bandwagon Nerds and and everything that we got going on, uh, it's a never-ending process. And my dogs are pissed, apparently. Fuck them. <laughs> Go on. Well, folks, you've been listening to the Sunday segue, the Attitude Aggression, and episode 241 of the podcast known as D. D. W. W. Ay, 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 Gotcha. Ah, there it is. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> My earballs! Uh, anybody miss Pete Gas? Of course nobody misses fucking Pete Gas! Oh, God. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.